Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Floor Slappers Podcast. It's your boy TK in the house, and as always, I'm not alone. I got my co-host with me, Mike Dog. <laughs> And the face that runs the place. Today, we're doing his kind of show. It's the face that runs the fantasy space. Streets, what's good, son? Not much. Hot as shit. Yeah, man. We're sitting here in Chicago. As you guys know, we've uh, we've been 99, 100-degree weather, over 100 with the heat index. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not fucking crying about it. Oh, no. I, like, I, I enjoy the summer. I'm not going to complain. I mean, it's... I like spring and fall maybe a little bit better but these days, but I enjoy the summer. I enjoy summer nights. Hate the summer day. Yeah, for the for the, for the longest time, I hated the heat, heat. But the first initial heat, I could dig, man. It's so cold and the fucking snow for like seven months, dude. I'll, I'll take as much heat as I can get and not complain about it anymore. As a matter of fact, the sooner I can get my fat ass down to Florida, the happier I'll be. You know what? Now I get it. We, I'm, now I get it. See? I get what he, Mike was talking about now. About San Diego and the suicide rate. Actually, now that I think about it, you get a break. It's nice. You go from swamp ass, hot as shit, sitting there to like a nice break, and you get the nice fall with all the colors. So you switch into snow for Christmas. I get it. I get why that that's actually probably happy for some people. But... Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, today, guys, uh, if you caught our episode last week, we did our first futures draft here on the Floor Slappers podcast. It was a fucking great time. Today, we're going to do a little different. We're going to stick with that draft theme. We're going to do a fantasy football-esque draft. We're going to draft the first two rounds. There's three of us, so we're each going to have four teams, two guys each. Mike Dog has got the first pick, so we're just going to run it down. It's going to go Mike Streets, myself. We're going to do that four times, and then we're going to flip it for round two. Kind of talk about the strategies we went through, why we took those players, and uh, have a little fun with it like we do. And uh, Mike Dog, without further ado, baby, you're on the clock. All right, well, there, it's always good in years when you just don't have to overthink it, right? The worst part is is when there's two guys and you could go either way. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's going to finish at number one. Someone obviously could break out and have something nasty. But after his monster year last year, I think the offense will be clicking a little better. With that actual signal caller running the show there in uh, Matty Ice a little bit. It's Jonathan Taylor. Don't overthink it. Take Jonathan Taylor number one if you have the first pick. End of this yeah, don't, don't overthink it. Just don't. Like the article said. Don't don't draft Tiki Barber first in 2006. <laughs> don't do it. Right. <laughs> we, could, there, we, could feed, we could force feed you some stats and some nonsense here, but it's there's no reason. You Just, should be grateful it's an easy decision if yeah. you get the first overall pick. This is a good year to get the first pick. Yep. No tough decisions. I remember, was it like two years ago? It could go one of any four guys. It was like, well, there was, you know what I mean? It was like, man, it was those running back heavy. It was like the Kamara, Saquon. Cook. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that one year where it was just like, you could go any of three or four different ways, and it's just a mind fuck. Even uh, last Zeke year. Zeke was up there. Yeah. Even last year was a little toss-up in the beginning between the first couple guys. Sure. 
I think this year going preseason, like I said, if he doesn't finish one, so be it. But it's no-brainer preseason, first overall pick, you go Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Streets are number two. Now, that's probably where everybody starts getting a little bit different. But if I have the second pick, we're, we should verify, We should let you all know, too, while we're doing this, that this is PPR, not non-PPR. So if you're following along and you're put, jotting this down and you're saying what format is this, this is PPR. I think you most can, standard is now PPR. I was going to say, awesome. do, do people still play non-PPR? I remember I fought it for a long time. And so then, they're, uh, I finally at, converted like eight years ago. Finally, it was like eight years ago, though. My auction league is non-PPR. It's just been that way because non-PPR, it, that's how it was in 2005. And Joe, our commissioner, just is too stubborn to change it. He wants to keep it as it was from that day. So we we're going, we're going on on that one. But So some people probably still play that. And if, this is non-super flex, too, just so you know. Oh. Oh, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, when you go to start a league now or something like that, yes. it starts off with that as, like, your your standard setting now is PPR. Which See, is awesome. It's got to be that or half. you got to do one or the other. But. Sure. And, and I guess we should clarify, this is redraft. It's not dynasty. It's just uh, redraft, PPR. Yes. Yeah, we should have probably gave you all that in the beginning. But now you know. <laughs> so, with the second pick of our little three-man mock here, I'm going to take Austin Eckler. Wow. I like second him. He's second in my rank. Kind of just following along with that for the most part. We'll drift as we get into some strategy stuff in round two. We'll, maybe we drift apart the rankings, but I try not to early on. But, yes, that is my number two running back in PPR this year. So moderate workload. Uh, always had a kind of a moderate workload. Sure, he might only play 14, 15 games, but uh, he's going to catch you 70 passes. He plays with Justin Herbert. I mean – uh, yeah, hold on. I'm trying to get. I'll be yeah. honest. I'm hyped on the Chargers this year too, man. They just <laughs> red zone. Those... Yeah, red zone trusted. He gets they they feed him over and over in the red zone. Catches a lot of touchdown passes too for running back. So that is my number two. I dig it. I dig it. If he stays healthy, he's definitely going to be a, a top five back for sure. I wasn't going to go that route on between two guys. Um, I wasn't. With, he wasn't going to be one of them. Um, but I'll, I'll take, uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to stick with the running back. I'm going to take Derrick Henry. I think that he can have a monster year when healthy. He will have a monster year. If he plays all 17 games this year, um, he probably won't. He'll probably play 15 and still fucking go for like 14, 1500 yards, 10 plus touchdowns. Um, when he plays, he's a fucking horse. Derrick Henry is the pick. I mean, he's a workhorse and stuff like that. He's going to get opportunity. I just, uh, I mean, one of the wheels going to fall off. Is it this year? Who knows? I think he's a stud. I think it's a safe pick. I personally, in my own personal rankings, would have him a little lower this year because I'm, I'm kind of hesitant a little bit. I really am. I'll be honest with you. I kind of wish that I set this draft up to where I would have had back-to-back picks here because it would have been, like, really easy. I would have just been, like, bang, bang because I know who I want here. I should have probably taken him at third. He'll probably overall, overall is – if you, if you take who I think you're going to take, it's probably a better pick overall. But I wanted to go ahead and lock that running back in. There aren't too many great running backs. If you can get a healthy Derrick Henry, I think I think wide receiver is going to be a much deeper spot um, as has been than the running back position. So a healthy Derrick Henry, to me, um, is the pick there. But if you take who I think you're going to take at four, that's a fucking a great pick. That's who I was, who I was between. Yeah, I can – look, I have – 
that there's not much to say. I, I have a Derrick Henry five in mind. Um, he's big. It has carried a heavy workload, but yeah, there's no doubting that. And last, I mean, last year, look alone before he got hurt, he was on pace to double his passing output that he's ever done in his career. So they're kind of using him in the passing game a little bit. Um, AJ Brown's gone. So they got a rookie coming in. Derrick Henry might get used a little bit more in the run game this year. Could help shoulder some of the load and might, he might have to run the ball 350 times, but, uh, I just got a couple guys ahead of him, but it's, I mean, we're talking three to five years, so that's not a, I get it. To each their own on that one. It really is. Some of these early picks are kind of like that. But. I feel like these spots here, the the two to five spots are, are is what Mike was talking about back in previous years, where you have that first pick and you're like, fuck, dude, it can be anywhere in between two, three, four guys. After JT this year, from two to five, I feel like it's really much of the same. Mike, we've got a four- I'm up. Oh yeah. So all right. Yeah. So I set it up. My bad, dude. Yeah, we set it up to where it's like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Did you? Because that it's way we're gonna. Have... Yeah, because we're all taking. Yeah, I, I it. apologize. It's, it's okay. okay. It's all right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna snake it back round two. But I wasn't trying to snake fucking. Ah, that would have just thrown shit off. Yeah. So we're gonna go one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three here in round one. Then flip it for streets. You always be in the middle. So. Uh, used to it. So, um, I this is a tough part. I think once you get out of those, maybe not right here. Maybe the the pick after mine gets a little tougher because, like you said, it can go a number of different ways, different per, you know preferences and ranks. Um, this is probably gonna surprise quite a few people. I think right here, um, but I'm gonna go Najee Harris. I think uh, in my personal ranks, I got him right here. I think he's going to have a monster season. And, um, again, this is, you know, everyone has their ranks different, and it could go any different ways. But, I mean, nobody has him outside the top probably eight, nine maybe. So it's not too much of a, a reach, but I, I have big year coming for Najee Harris. I You're not going to get a reach out of me. I have him third. Really? Yep. He's a bell cow. 300 carry. He had 70 receptions last year. Uh, there's a chance that the actual that the offense is actually better. That was a iffy line too last year. Uh, they had a concrete statue of Big Ben playing back there. I mean, it, it, if they just stay stagnant, I'm fine taking him still at number three. But there's room for even a bigger year. You know, if if Mitch is the starter there, Mitch can move a little bit, and I think they could do a little more of, um, um, you know, change of direction plays and stuff like that, and a little more of a rollout and dumps and screens stuff like that, which would actually help help him tremendously. Oh Not yeah, saying Mitch is a great quarterback by any means, but he can move a little bit, and that's gonna that'll change you know defenses look a little bit. Where yep. Ben was a statue last oh, year. Oh, he was so. I, I don't think people realize he was not that good. <laughs> Dude, the oh, name he, he was scared. really bad. Yeah, he was really bad, and that's unfortunate because, um, you know, I'm a I'm a Big Ben fan. I always have been. You know, like I'm just kidding. I never liked Big Ben, so I like to see. <laughs> I, I like when guys go out bad. I really do. Like, there's certain guys you're like, oh man, it's terrible to see a, a legend go down like that. And I'm just sitting here like, mm, fuck him. You know, like so. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah, you know, but yeah. and uh, Mike. 
Mike, you would know that Streets had Najee Harris third in his rankings if you referenced floorslappers.com and checked out the 120 round one from your boy, the face that runs the fantasy space, Mike we, Streets. We haven't shared anything yet, so that's probably why. Maybe now after this, we can actually share it. Or I will. That's it's my job, not you guys. I'm not saying. Yeah, no, I, I did. I did watch that list, you know, but uh, I wanted like to I act oblivious it. a little bit for the. For the <laughs> You're asking uh, him to memorize sure. something. That's tough. And now I know who Streets is going to take, and there's the guy that I was contemplating taking at fucking three. Um, so go ahead, Streets, make your pick. First wide out off the board, or what? Yep, it's going to be the first wide out off the board. So if I'm picking fifth, and this is just kind of how this all plays out here uh i'm okay taking a wide out first with my first pick not opposed to it i know some people they're we'll get into strategies a little bit uh and we'll do that a little bit later there are some people who have to take those backs and get the good ones and get them out of the way i for me early on i just want to get the best player so yes if i was picking five as i am for this they're picking fifth as i am for this team i will take cooper cup 29 years old, it's a little older than I like for my first pick of a draft, but man, uh, like you already heard Allen Robinson telling you, like these two guys are st- to this day in the offseason, like at the stadium together at 5 a.m., him and Stafford. Like, all, I think they're inseparable. You could just see it. 191 targets last year. Dude is literally a red zone hog. Like, it, I don't know if Stafford looks to anyone else when they need a touchdown ever. Like, I'm pretty sure all he looks to is Cooper Cup in that aspect. Uh, the age is the only little iffy thing for me, as I said, but everywhere else lines up for another monster year for him. Allen Robinson, it's good. I like Allen Robinson being there, but that's a whole other story. He kind of just replaced Robert Woods. I'm sure we'll get to that in the middle rounds, though, before I drift off too far. Yeah, man, I, I love the pick. Mike, you're on mute, bro. He's on My only issue with uh, Cooper Cup is, is, are you chasing what he did last year? You know, because he's nope. not gonna, I don't think he's going to do that. No. You know what I'm so I'm chasing. So what I so my goal, my first pick that I take in, uh, in any fantasy draft. It's not that I've said it. I'm not setting out. I hope I, he finishes as the first overall player in that set position. But I just want top five. That I that I want almost to lock it up for top five. I highly doubt he's going to repeat what he did last year. It's going to be super hard to do it. It was a historic year, but I still nice. think, uh, but I still think he can finish top five. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. I, I think it's safe. I think I think at you know like at worst he's still going to get you some really good production. So if I was chasing, if I thought he was going to do what he was going to do last year, I'd probably take him second. Can even argue first. I was going to say, yeah, he's <laughs> right. right up there. <laughs> he was like a cheat code last year. All right, six. I'm going to get fucking – I'm going to get wrecked for this one for sure. But, oh, boy. I love this. That's always – Yeah. See, this is where it gets fun, though. So, like, these top five tops, it kind of yeah, – they're going to be similar to a lot of people. But now as we I, get to the later – You know, when he's – another guy, when he's healthy – He's healthy. He was the number one overall pick last year in most people's drafts. Again, another year that he was injured. He doesn't get the ball enough in the run game still, in my opinion. No quarterback down in Carolina, though. If he's healthy, he's going to be a top five back. At this point, uh, pick six overall. I'm going to, 
There's another running back that I love on a fucking potent offense. But again, this is a guy who was the number one overall pick last year for a reason. If he's healthy, he can be that dude. He'll do it in the running game and the passing game. Give me Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I, yeah, I don't follow you. I, it's hard. I, I battled myself. I really did. It, between like early round two because of the injury history, but then as I started plotting it out and putting names down and started thinking, going over the numbers, he just kept moving up and moving up and moving up. And I got him in a only three. We're only about three spots off each other on this one, but because uh, I have him nine, but I can't. I can't hate the pick per game. He might be the best fantasy back in football. And now here's the thing though. This is what I wanted to say is I don't actually want him to have that workload ever again. Like he doesn't need it. I don't need him to carry the ball 270 times a year and catch 80 passes. I really don't just in Austin. I, I think this is what I said in the article in Austin Eckler type year would be perfect. 200 carries max. That's it. Uh, that's all I want. And 70 to 80 catches is perfect, too. Because if I, I kind of broke this down. Weeks 9 through 11 last year when he came back from that first injury, he only he did not have a single game where he carried the ball over 15 times. Not a single one. But he still scored 14, 26, and 24 PPR fantasy points, too. If you're going to get 20, 22, 25 fantasy points with him, carrying the ball 13, 14 times, catching eight passes, that's perfect. And that's how I hope they kind of do that, go that route, keep him healthy. Because he is yeah. magic when you watch him. I think I think he's one of those guys for me, though. And I think it's great, too. He's one of those guys for me that you hope – if you're at, like, this six, seven, eight spot, nine, you're hoping he gets picking the pick before you because you're like, he hasn't done shit in two years. Stay away from me. Stay away from me. But if he falls you, you're like, <laughs> fuck, I got to take him, don't I? I just yep. have to. Right? You know? That's so you're like, come on. Take him before me. I'll be happy with Justin Jefferson. Let's go. <laughs> right. But then he follows right. you, and you're like, fuck, I got to take him. <laughs> you so, know, so, it's I, perfect. Like, why he's number nine on my list? Because, yeah, like, you're, like, you're hoping just somebody takes take him, him so I don't just, have to go oh, down this road. Wait. But if he's sitting there at a good premium, you know, you're just like, it's Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah, he's still got that name value. And don't get me wrong, if he's going to help me, he's looking to have a bounce back. I mean, he hasn't run the ball in two years, so he should have some, some fresh legs, you would think, right? You would think so. Yep. He's such a special back oh, receiving the ball. Swiss just, Army knife, man. It's like used. Let's, they ran. They ran him into Brown two years ago, though. That one season. Woo! I just don't even. Let's not go down that road again. Don't need it. Austin Eckler type year is my hope. That's what I'm kind of hoping for. So I Mike think Dog I foreshadowed my pick here. Uh, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm definitely taking Justin Jefferson. I really think uh, – I mean, has anybody had a start to his career, their career that Justin Jefferson's had? No. no it's one. really, like, unheard of. I mean, he went 1,400 as a rookie, 1,600 as a sophomore, 88 and 108 catches. He went seven touchdowns as a rookie to the double digits last year. I mean, I don't think he's going to get more yardage. I think he should be around there, but he's going to get – I think he should – I think on a bad year has 88, you know, 1,200 and, and, and 9 or 11-ish. You know what I'm saying? That's his fallback bad year. But the sky's the limit. He's only 23 years. This is going to be his age 23 season, you know? So, I mean, 
Yeah. There's yeah. he's I got him at seven, right at seven. This is who I would take in this instance also. There's no doubt about it. it helps Kirk and I'm especially in redraft, I'm really comfortable with it because we can hate on Kirk Cousins all we want, but Kirk Cousins is gonna get him the ball. So that helps a ton. Kirk Cousins is not an awful quarterback. He no, he gets probably a worse rep than he should, but absolutely he does. <laughs> He'd be one of the many quarterbacks that are available throughout history. That'd be the <laughs> best quarterback in my fucking terrible franchise history. I mean, he had 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns, and seven picks. This is oh, solid. yeah, that would have been the best Bears season. Has, ever. has anyone ever done that in Chicago? Because I don't fucking no. think so, dude. No, I, no. We're happy with half that in Chicago. Dude. <laughs> we settle uh, on Cutler as being the. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the idea that we might have got Russell Wilson is still the best quarterback That's true. in Bears history. All right, we're off topic here. We're off topic here. Love, I, I, I love, I love the Jefferson pick though. I was between, uh, I was between him and CMC at six for sure. So I feel exactly what you said, man. Great pick. Streets at eight, eh? Eight. Oh, this is me at eight. These are the fun ah, picks. I know it is fun. I love it too. This is actually works out because I get to get my my guy here. So I like picking that teammate right now. It's kind of funny. When's so can you can you recall it? Is this something we should look up? When's the last time back like college teammates were picked back to back in the first round of a fantasy draft? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't have the answer. I'm just asking if anybody else knows it here because uh it's probably something cool to look up because I don't know Kamara, if it's ever happened. Kamara Derrick Henry? Uh, that's that's probably close, right? Was Kamara's – yeah, they kind of I, lined up, right? I think – I, I don't remember. I know Henry was kind of actually like a, a bargain buy a couple years ago. That's why I'm not sure. But uh, that might be a good good guess on that one. Nice. But anyways, I'm taking – obviously now we know I'm taking – Jamar Chase is who I'm taking if I have the eighth pick in this. Um, another guy. Is there anyone who was better than Justin Jefferson their rookie year? Well, yeah. It's ironically Jamar Chase. Uh, it's I just crack up when I when you go over these numbers too, and it's so cool that they were college teammates at the same time. What a Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson together. That's a nasty the- comment. Kamara went to Tennessee. I'm an idiot. Who was I thinking of? I have no clue. Where Kamara, I cannot remember where Kamara went, so I was going to take your word for it on that one. I'm an idiot. I know someone. So now we're just going to have to look this up and figure it out for them next time if there's ever if it's ever been done. It's, it's, it's on my mind. <laughs> but anyways, Jamar Chase, obviously monster rookie year. Uh, He's got Joe Burrow. If there wasn't anyone else that had a, a better connection than Stafford Cup right now, it's probably Burrow and Chase at this point. Um, as a rookie, he was fourth in yards last year, fifth in yak, ninth in air yards. Uh, they actually got – they improved the line. Uh, Burrow might – that's the scary part is Burrow they might actually have some more time this year. They might have won the Super Bowl if he had a second more time last year. Uh, the arrow's up for him. I, it's – for some, they're probably going to have him a little bit later, and that's completely understandable. But I'm all in on him, so I would take him at eight. Yeah, I love the pick. You can't go wrong either way. Him and Jefferson, like you said, man, you spit all the stats out. They're fucking studs. 
that LSU team was ridiculous, man. I think a monkey probably could have coached that team and led them to a national title, man. It's I think fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've oh, seen shit. movies where monkeys had better English, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real-life uh, coach from uh, – who was uh, Farmer Fran or whatever from uh, the freaking uh, – what's the football movie with Adam, Adam Sandler? Where he, Waterboy? Yeah, Waterboy. Farmer Fran. Oh man. Oh shit. Too fucking funny, man. Uh so yeah, nine. I'm gonna keep with the same uh same trend here. I'm gonna take another running back. And I, I'm gonna take a running back who might have or maybe should have gone before both Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey. At nine, I think Joe Mixon's a fucking steal. I think uh He's going to have a killer year in an absolutely loaded offense. Last year, he finished third in total touches, sixth in touches per game at almost 21, and third in goal line carries at 16. I mean, the dude's going to get the ball, and that team's going to score plenty of points. He's going to catch. He's going to see red zone carries. Nine, I think it's a great spot for him. He probably should have went higher. Oh, yeah, he probably should have. I like Joe Mixon a whole bunch, man. I think Joe Mixon is a, uh, a workhorse. And again, super fun offense. It's another. That's another thing. Crazy. Same team, two guys, uh, and the top twelve picks gives me a lot of like Bell AB vibes on that one. Yeah. And, and that and offense, it's like you said, is going to be much better. It could be much better. Is what I'm getting at. Burrow matures a little bit here, but not a little bit. They got a better line. And my favorite thing is uh, Joe Mixon has more touchdown passes in the Super Bowl than Aaron Rodgers in this past decade. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> to, to be fair, I have as many touchdown passes as Aaron Rodgers has <laughs> in the last decade. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I love Mixon. I love I love both Bengals here. So, yeah, not a bad pick at all. And it's I don't, a fun I offense, so you want to root for fun offenses. You like when those offenses pop up on red zone, and you got guys in that offense, right? That's what it's about, right? You want a you want a good red zone experience with your fantasy football team. Yeah, you want points. <laughs> want a lot of points. I yeah, I've seen some crazy mocks. I've so far seen people do some stuff, and it's pretty. I can geez, you can argue mixing over Derrick Henry after oh, the yeah. foot injury and stuff. So. Absolutely, man. I, I, I thought about mixing throughout. I thought about a lot of these guys throughout this whole process, man. That's why it, it's it's been fun. And, you know, really from two down through nine at this point, it could be a crapshoot. There hasn't been any too much. I think you guys, there hasn't been anything too crazy yet. I'm still waiting for someone to do something wild, but it's pretty, uh, pretty on par so far. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, like we were saying before, you can really mix and match any of these guys. I think they're all tit for tat at certain at certain tiers, you know. So I really like the Joe Mixon pick right there. I mean, he had 13 touchdowns last year. Chase had 13 touchdowns too, and I think they should only probably get more. I mean, they're not more touchdowns for Mixon, but Chase's should get. They should get as many looks. That offense should be better. So it's fun. That's a, that's a really fun offense. I really think the Chargers and Bengals, young quarterbacks. Why can't I have that in Chicago one time? You do. We do. We do. Yeah. Ah. We, Darnell Mooney and David Montgomery. Do you, do you oh see the way that Darnell Mooney talks about Justin Fields? 
We got the fucking next uh, Aaron and Devante. All right, we're we're fucking coming, baby. <laughs> I'm starting yeah. to think most of San Diego must have been Bears fans, and that's why they off them. Oh, fuck, dude. He was, we got Vilas Jones. <laughs> Mike, who do you got for the last uh, pick of your first or your last pick of the first round? We're not. It's only the tenth. Got three picks still. But his last pick. Oh. His last pick. You got one more. I got one more. Wait, hold on though. For you, the first round, you took Mixon, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, nine. Okay, I'm making sure we're back on track. I got confused. My bad. I'm an idiot. So, one, day. two. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of a guy that's still left. But I, I just, I'm super scared of his injury. Injuries. Never healthy. Never there when you need him. Like in a championship game, I'm not going to get too mad about it, I guess, anymore. Um <laughs> I'm going to ah, probably... Personal bias always helps. It does help. I know. You get scorned by a guy once, and it's like, Burr. Well, the, the the reason it helps you is because <laughs> even if he goes off, you're like, fuck it. I don't care. I didn't want him. You know? It's the decisions when you're between two guys, and you take the one guy, and the other guy goes off all year, and you're like, mother! You know, that's those are the ones that kill you. But if you don't like him, you don't like him. You didn't want him on your team. You don't want to root for him. But there's a guy that I've thought has been amazing for a long time. And um, frankly, I've never got to be able to draft him, and I'm going to draft him here. I'm going to take Devontae Adams, tearing it up with the Raiders on a mission to prove that he is the man. Wow, you, you threw me for a loop there, son. I thought you were going a completely different route. Now we're getting loose. <laughs> Those are coming I, off now. I think he's going to be a monster this year. <laughs> I really think he's out to prove something. And I understand it's going into his age 30 season, which is someone doesn't like. You know, I could I could understand that. But he's playing with his college teammate and Derek Carr, his bestie. They're going to go out there, and, and Carr is going to give him so many targets. It's going to be insane. I mean, he got 169 targets last year, and I would not be surprised if it was up from that. So Yeah, so there's the thing. We just did the first duo with Stafford Cup, and we did Chase and Burrow. And if there wasn't, you're going to pick the next best connection between a quarterback and wide receiver. It's probably them two. It's probably Carr Adams. And they never played together as a pro, obviously, after a long break since college. But that connection is probably still there. And um, he's going to trust him for everything. You got got that connection before J.J. and Cousins? Because they've been pretty fucking money the last two years. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, look. I think Justin Jefferson might be better as the player, but I don't know. There's just a, there's a bond. There's always a special bond. Can't break it. I think the connection the matters brotherhood because... between the two of them, like, uh... well, and and like and like Mike said, I think Devontae is going to have a lot to prove. He he's going to go there and be like, I'm not fucking great because I was playing with one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever live. I'm fucking great because I'm Devontae fucking Adams, and right. I'm still playing with the top. 14 at absolute worst quarterback in the league and Carr, who also now is going to have something to prove because for the first time in his career, he's got a legitimate number one wide receiver that he can go throw to. Plus you got Hunter Renfro there who's going to help alleviate. Yeah. And Waller. Right. Yeah, dude. Options. That offense is going to be stacked. I can't wait to see how the AFC West pans out. Uh, That'll be a a whole nother show for another day, but yeah, Renfro, here's a spoiler alert for the one twenty. He's probably not going to be in the 120. <laughs> no, wait, really? Nope. Uh, t- wow. Mike's muted. Okay. 
You're muted, Mike. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's on, on the phone. phone. Yeah, I thought yeah, he was trying to say something. Yeah. I thought he was trying to say something. Yeah, no, he's not. He probably won't make the 120. I think really? I think Derek Carr, Darren Waller, If so if we look up the targets per game Renfro got, he only had three games while Waller was playing where he saw over six targets. I think Renfro just became – he became the beneficiary of the perfect storm from the, the other guy getting arrested – and the car accident to Derek Waller going down. I think now they bring in Devontae Adams. If Darren Waller's healthy, they're one and two. Renfro is going to be the third fiddle, and I just don't. I think he's going to be overdrafted. So he brought, that's why he won't make it. it. He won't. That's why he won't make it for me. To each, like I said, if you think he's going to be decent, go for it. But I just think uh, he entered. He's going to be one of those guys that just fell into the perfect storm. So go ahead. Sorry, I'll stop now. It's on you. you. No, you you do you, bro. You oh. do you, and you got your last pick of the first round. Let's you let me just 11. start talking, and then we just start talking and talking. And, uh, okay. So 11, this is actually pretty simple for me. At 11, uh, I'll just do the first one first, and we'll go over the next one next. But at 11, so basically, if he's there, like he is right now for me, I'm barring who else is there, whoever else falls, but uh, – I will be taking Travis Kelsey here. Um, Tyreek Hill's gone. He is the easy number one target now in Kansas City. Not to mention, even when Tyreek Hill was there, he still saw 135 targets, uh, 92 catches for a tight end, 971 air yards. I mean, uh, even with Tyreek Hill there, he was still pretty good. Um, Yeah, he's going to be a target hog. There's no doubt about it. Um, He puts up. He just like even he just puts up wide receiver numbers. I'm, so it is what it is. I would take him right here, get my tight end out of the way, and we will roll the round two. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty disappointing that you did that. I mean, I knew you were going to based on your <laughs> rankings, but that was definitely the route I would have liked to go here at twelve, um, just to lock in a tight end at one of those spots. I guess I can go another tight end. You do have him in your top twelve. I'm not. I'm not going to take him here. I'm just going to go take him. Um, if, you, if you, I don't want him. I don't want him. So I'm not going to take him. Um, okay. And I'm not going to take him here. And, I thought you. Were, uh, I thought you were saying you're not taking him because of me. I was like, no, no, no. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I'm just not taking him. Um, we are doing this round. We're going to flip though. So I got twelve and thirteen right now. It's going to be the same squad. And uh, oh yeah, so I got to go back to back. Fuck, dude. I'm going to take a guy who who Mike was talking about that fucked him. Um, it, it was, I'm going to take Delvin Cook solely because when healthy, he will be the bell cow there. He's, he was When he's on the field, he is top five in, in carries um, in the league. So it's a guy you have to – at 12, I'm going to take. He's being drafted um, in a lot of places I'm seeing. RB5 right now. I think it's fucking crazy to have him that high. But at 12, I think I think that's fucking good value there. And I will also take mm, – I'm going to take a guy who hasn't done shit in his place, but he is going to be the number one guy now, like bar none number one guy. I think it's going to be his like breakout, breakout year where you can see him being talked about with Jefferson and with Chase and earn earn where he's being drafted in dynasty leagues. I'm going to take CD Lamb here. I think that he's going to be Dak's go-to guy in Dallas. Dak's going to throw 4,000, 4,500 yards. He's going to be fucking chucking the ball. Lamb's 
Cooper's gone. I think that Lamb's going to see some of those uh, some of those targets, and he's going to and he's going to eat this year. I don't hate that pick at all. No, I, I, I neither do I. I. I'm a guy that likes to be, a, I, although I'm a guy that <laughs> tends to be early on guys. Um, I don't think it's early for him. I think he's going to be a monster this year. I think the Cowboys are one of those great gambling teams that are going to start off maybe not great odds. I know it's not fantasy related, but I think the Cowboys are in for a bounce back season altogether. So, yeah, I'm fine with both picks. I have, I love Lamb this year. He he is going to be the undoubted one. Going to see a crap ton of targets. Um, I think he has a clear path to be a top finish top five in fantasy this year. Um, and Cook, it is what it is. So you, I I think that's a safe spot. Like 12-13 is almost – you can almost flip them, right? You take C.D. Lamb because you have more confidence in him 12, and then you gamble. With, it doesn't make a difference. I think Dalvin Cook right there in that turn is okay. That's why I have Dalvin Cook 13 because of that. Spoiler um, alert. Yep. <laughs> um, because I don't – it's just – when he's given the ball and he's a workhorse, he's great. He is, even though he took a hit in efficiency last year. New head coach. Um, so that nicks him just a little bit, and that's what moves him back besides being banged up all the time. Um, and on top of that, I don't know. It kind of just went under the rug, and maybe it just stays under the rug, and that's what we're going to hope for on that whole domestic dispute thing that kind of broke last year. Um, but you add in the banged up stuff, the workload he's carried, New head coach, the possible that the, he he just moves out of the he just moves out of those top those top tier running backs for me, and he just slides to that next tier right there that we're at right now. But I'm I'm okay with it right there. Good pick. Cool. I, I feel I feel good about those two picks now. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now you're back on the clock with your Kelsey team. So he's on the board. But I can't take them, obviously. So this is where you just – you can drift from your rankings. You can. As the as the draft plays out, sometimes you have no choice. Uh, unless this was some crazy two tight end league. Um, then I might stick on my rankings. Uh, but obviously on that team, I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to flex a tight end. <laughs> Although, you know what? As crazy as it sounds, if you flexed – if you had Kelsey and Andrews last year, you probably did pretty damn well. Uh because he was another one who put up nasty wide receiver numbers. But with my, my 12th pick in this one, on that team, I'm actually going to take Stefan Diggs as my net first pick on that one. Okay. And in your rankings, you had Diggs over Lamb. I, I don't know, even know where you have Lamb. You said you like the pick of Lamb. Why? Diggs I do love the, the pick of Lamb. So why, why Diggs over Lamb in the rankings? So – I. Obviously, it helps when you have Josh Allen and you're on the Bills and you're his number one target. Uh, Gabriel, the immersion of Gabriel Davis only helps him. And, I mean, I think people look back to last year, kind of get a little like, oh, well, I drafted him high. He kind of didn't really come through for me. But he had 160 targets, back-to-back 160 targets. He was number two in air yards. So they took a bunch of shots. They, they had some – he had a lot of deep targets. Um, and he was number two in red zone targets. So we use this term. It's kind of funny, positive regression. And I think Diggs is a prime candidate for that. And if not, he's still a pretty safe floor. But I'm 
I'm pretty confident he's going to be one of those guys when we get into this later. He's going to be it. I'm pretty confident he could get back to easily slide back in the top five wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, that's fair for sure, man. And like you said, he's got Josh Allen, so stub that helps. Mike, back on the clock. Let's see what team you're repping here. You got this is your Devontae Adams team. So who are you going to pair up with Adams? So you know, to be safe, right? When you when you when I'm doing strategy, if I'm if I got a wide receiver first, like I don't want to force a running back by any means. But if there's a guy there you like, you know, you got it. You kind of you because there's there's tons of talent right here, lots of talent. You can go a lot of different ways where people won't people won't judge your second round picks like they judge your first round picks. Remember that. <laughs> uh, a guy I like going into this next year that 900 rushing yards last year, over 40 catches. I think he's getting a, a awesome quarterback over there in Danger Russ. And I'm going to go with Javante Williams, running back for the Broncos. In for a really good year. I won't be surprised if he's bumping out someone in the top five. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't. I like it. Big surprise. I didn't see you. I, I just, not, not like it's a bad pick. I think uh, that offense is going to be potent. He's going to be seeing those red zone carries. So, yeah. He'll probably yeah, climb as we go in my second round here, I think. It's not out yet. It should be out soon. Right now, he probably comes in at twenty three. I think, uh, yeah, twenty three is where I have him. But he'll be one of those guys as we get into camp, um, and preseason things like that. He might start rising as we start hearing stuff. Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about Melvin Gordon. So, yeah, not oh, so much. Javante no. no. probably just takes that over, but. The year, when I when I ran through this the first time though, when you start going through the carries, that's it catches, and you mix them together. That's kind of why why he fell there though. But I would not be surprised if Javante just full blown puts Melvin Gordon on a bench for like the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he should he should come into his own. You know, you got Melvin Gordon there because you do need two backs in this league, and if Javante gets banged up, you got Melvin Gordon there. But at this point. It's going to be year three for Javante. He should be bell cow, right? And you got that offense with Russ. You got the weapons on the outside. Javante should, you know, he should be he should be fucking good to go. But I'm going to keep this thing moving here. And and like Mike said, there is fucking so much talent at this spot. I'm, I'm in between two guys. Um, I'm just looking at my, my two rosters. Either guy would fit either spot. Um, so I'm going to hope the other one falls. And I'm going to take a guy who was in Street's top 10 rankings on, on the site. You can go check it out. And I'm going to take Mark Andrews per Mr. Street's 154 targets, 1,440 air yards, 107 catches, 20 red zone targets. I mean, Lamar's, Lamar ain't throwing to nobody there. Who Marquise Brown, Hollywoods in Arizona. If Rashad Bateman's supposed to be the guy, um, they got to be passing to somebody. It's going to be Andrews. So I'll take Andrews and pair him up with Joe Mixon. And I'm going to feel really good about that one-two combination to start the draft. And I'm just going to go wide receiver, wide receiver, you know, BPA, see what I, see what I do in the next couple of rounds. Yeah, I like that. I like that pairing a lot. I'd be com- confident with Mixon and Andrews, too. I, I'd be stoked about that for sure. Those feel like safe safe names to say when you started your first two picks of your draft. I like that. Hell, yeah. And that's coming. that, that means a lot coming from the juggernaut. You see, you got the juggernaut in the middle, the face that runs the fantasy space, not that you're seeing us, and then you got me. I never win. I'm just fucking here. They're the winners here. Yeah. Look. 
you'll see us at some point, maybe. I don't know. We'll you go live. Want, you don't you don't want to see at least two of us, so <laughs> no, no. Well, the one in the middle, he's fine. The one on the right, uh, he's the face that runs the space. And then, yeah. got, and then you got me, so I don't know. But obviously, streets. I love that pick. But yeah, obviously, I love that pick. Um, <laughs> uh, he was 11 on my ranking. So, and by the way, Lamar Jackson missed five games. Um, so, not even a full season with Lamar Jackson last year. He still had Tyler targets. Huntley would also be the best quarterback <laughs> in the history of the Chicago Bears. Right. <gasps> Probably. <laughs> but yeah, Brown in Arizona, Bateman. Might have a great year. He's still a little bit unproven. Obviously, Mark Andrews is the guy. He's going to be the number one target. Going to get a lot of targets. You're going to see a lot of red zone targets. Uh, that's why I had him in the first round. And you get him in the second. See, that's what you call a steal. Some good value right there. And uh, <laughs> who are who are you pairing right here with Jamar Chase? So, as of today, this is... Obviously, this can change, um, but I don't have much info yet. I don't know. There's going to be, well, there probably is going to be one, but I don't know how long it's going to be. But if this was today and we were drafting, knowing what I know, I'm going to gamble a little bit here, and I would pair him with Alvin Kamara. Hmm. I was now, wondering if he was going to get taken at all. Yeah, I still, I'm 14. He comes in still at 14 for me. Obviously, it's not fun getting in a fight by an elevator in Vegas. Um, I think it would be a lot of fun personally. but I, It probably would be. But it's it, this is where I'm, there's a caveat to this, and there's quotation marks. If he misses four games, I think I'm fine with him still here. At four, I'd still probably take him at 14 here if he just misses four. Uh, eight games, whew, he's going to get moved quite a ton. He's going to get moved down like you don't want you can't go over half a year without your number two pick. So as of today, without an eight game suspension, I would take him uh at fourteen. I mean he, he's on a great team with great quarterback play. Um a former national champion, mind you. Um I was so teammate I, of Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm an idiot. What can I, I say? It. I sold it to me. <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. All, that's all that really matters. I can sell it. <laughs> but um, I think that's a solid pairing, too. Um, Kamara and Chase, right? You know, you feel you feel good about that going in, right? Oh, yeah. I feel real good. Well, barring he doesn't get lose half a season. But, yes, four games I'd be fine with that. Like, what was it? I remember – 2000 was it 2015 uh it might have i think it was 2015 uh bell was suspended right for smoking or something the first four weeks of that season i still took him round one you can get by the four weeks it gets a little hard after that yeah four weeks four weeks yes eight weeks no and if they don't announce it i mean obviously we got if it's more than eight weeks i won't drag he's not even he won't even be in the top 300 so stay far the fuck away from him but yeah, I mean, if it's four games for sure, I, I feel you. Um, Mike, who you got, man? Who you got? We got Justin Jefferson here. So who you pairing with JJ? So as I talked about earlier, I like to go running back if I got a wide receiver first. 
because wide receivers are deeper and, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and there's a guy I like sitting there, but I just I, – I like him. I just don't like that sinkhole of a place he's in. The only franchise that makes me pumped about being a Chicago Bears fan. Um, so I think I'm going to veer away from that. I think I'm going to stack some wide receivers right here and go with Debo. Debo, fuck, dude. Can, that, can, was, that, that was who I was hoping to fucking pair up with CMC. Damn. Can, can you go? Can you get Debo in running back designation or what? <laughs> I mean, what does it take? How many, how many games in baseball do you have to run and you get all these designations for fantasy baseball? How many running back? I mean, how many run plays did he have to not? I'm just saying. I, I know he's not going to be, but I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. If anybody has a claim, no, right? dude, that's a fucking great pick, man. I fucking I was like staring at him on my screen, wanting to pair him with CMC, and I love it. I fucking love the pick, man. Great pick. I mean, he had 77 catches and ran the ball 60 times. <laughs> Fuck. Pretty sorry. Talk about a Swiss Army knife, dude. Doing yeah, 365 rushing yards for a wide receiver. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, and don't get me wrong, he had 1,400 receiving yards, too. Yeah, no, that's a, uh, that's a solid pick there. I, mark it I mean, down. With that uh, said, when you stack up two wide receivers, though, now, now, if, if I'm in this strategy now, now I'm forced. Um, in my three, four, five to reach on probably two or three guys that I probably would go a little later, maybe uh, an Antonio Gibson, um, you know, something along those lines right there, and um, and hope things work out. Maybe a Cam Akers, even take a chance on Saquon or something like that. And you have to hope one of those guys hits and one of your late guys' backups comes to fruition. You know, so it's it's a bold strategy, but we'll see if it works for him, Cotton. You could do. You could do. You could give him a street special. Start wide receiver for wide receiver. Just zero RB, baby. It's back. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you this: streets will find ten points out of someone on the on the waivers every fucking week. If you need double digit points on a guy on a bye week, streets will get you a guy, guaranteed. That's now. I'm now. That's hefty praise because now I have to. I mean, I'm not even that. lying. I think you hit on that. Like probably like close to eighty percent. That's pretty good. It's just not fun to do because you got to do a lot of like, depending on what kind of league you're in. I have to draft. You have to level. spend them. You have to buy the guy that you got to find, or you got to like have a, you got to hit on your bench. But, um, but it's doable. So I, Jefferson Debo can still win you well. league easily. I have to draft well because you're a stream god. You'll find guys out of nowhere, and I'm like, you son of a bitch. I, if I don't draft well and have a deep team. I don't. I mean, I could stream here and there, but you stream guys like you, you, you find talent better than more people. Most people do, I think. And that's and that's shitty to be in so many leagues with you. So that sucks. <laughs> I'm blushing now. <laughs> All right, hot. I'm gonna keep Whew. this. I'm gonna keep this thing moving, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna take a guy. I don't want to take him, but when you read this one sentence, I know. I, I know. Devontae Adams was replaced with Christian Watson in essence. But when you read when you read the sentence that 
Without Green Bay's number one wide receiver, Jones has averaged close to four and a half catches, six targets, 48 and a half yards receiving, and 23 points per game. Why the fuck wouldn't you take him? I know they're going to try to fucking get the ball elsewhere. Maybe Alan Lazard will be uh, a target. Uh, Christian Watson will be a target. And um, I know you got A.J. Dillon on the ground there, too, so he's going to eat into to his carries. But I think that both Dillon and Jones can be top 20 running backs um, for Green Bay this year because I think I'm gonna see, you're going to see Aaron doing a lot of dumping down to Jones. And uh, the pick will be Aaron Jones. Pair him with CMC. I guarantee with one of them I'll get an RB1. Ideally, you get an RB, two RB1s, but I guarantee I'll get an RB1 going these two here. And then, you know, as you just said, going wide receiver, wide receiver, you're going to have to hit on the running back, you know, doing this route. I'll hope swing it the other way, maybe a T Higgins, maybe an AJ Brown, maybe maybe a Mike Evans. You know, there's there's good possibilities for wide receivers there to pair with the risk of CMC and Aaron Jones. So I'm feeling really good starting with those two here. Which is the better strategy to go? I mean, I'm not, I'm not. You know, both ways can work out if things work out in your favor. Don't get me wrong. But if I had a way to go, I'd like to have two stud running backs, and I'll hit on it like you said, a T. Higgins or who, whomever else later on. But wide receivers are super deep in this big passing league. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got the stud wide receivers there, man. You can't go wrong with it. You pair JJ with Debo. It's fucking money. Hit on a Gibson, a Jacobs, maybe. Um, yeah, whatever. We'll talk about that down the road. Streets, back on you. You're on the clock. 19. What you got, man? Streets is on 20, isn't he? Oh, uh, is it? Yeah, I got I got 19, but I could my numbers, I could have fucking missed someone. Okay. Yeah, I missed I missed Javante. It, it is 20. That's my bad. I missed a couple guys actually. Fuck me. But streets on the clock. It, look, yep, it looks here. all right, cool, cool. I okay. thought my man, my man. So yeah, it does look like pick twenty. Who do you got? Yeah. So we're going through Aaron Jones. Obvious. So you kind of just kind of just swipe the rankings there. Who I would have taken had he got had he gotten to me, I would have definitely taken Aaron Jones. Um, Fifty. You said it all, so I'm not going to get into that. We'll get into my pick now. This pick <laughs> is where it gets a little bit. This is kind of where. Uh, we start entering a risk-reward risk, a risk debate in my head. And this is kind of where I start, like, battling myself more than anything. Um, and you can tell from the rankings on that one. But this one I'm going to go with – I'm going to hope that he stays healthy. That's the first thing I'm going to do. But let's see. I'm going to pair. I'm trying to just get this note So I'm going to pair with Cooper Cup, DeAndre Swift. Would be I, the guy I take there. So I already had it written down. Yep. I <laughs> knew where I was going there. Yeah, he played 13, he, 13 games he only played. He still had 78 targets. Um, I'm going to hope that he plays more games and we see more than 151 rushing attempts this year out of him. Um, I mean, it's the Lions, so this is one of those things where I'm not expecting them to be great or good for that matter, but um, Jared Goff's a capable quarterback when it comes to making DeAndre Swift relevant. Um, maybe they improve, but it's hard It's hard to sell the Detroit Lions doing anything right now. So I'm, I'm like digging, and there's nothing to really say good about them, but 
I like the player in the Andre Swift. And they I might think, have the best coach in the league for, for pregame speeches, Man Campbell. Oh, so, I mean, I don't know they got that going for him. Yeah. Yeah. I'd run through a wall for that guy, man. I totally would. Totally would. I'm not, I'm not going to win football games for him, which they're not either <laughs> going to do for him. But they'll run through fucking walls, absolutely. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. They're going to run into a wall. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I do like DeAndre Swift. The player um, – Everything about him, the metrics all look good. He's got to stay on the field. He got to play more than thirteen games. But uh, if he plays sixteen games this year, 15, 16 games, improves a little bit. There's no doubt. Awesome, Mike. Who you got with Najee? I am gonna take a guy who I think has something to prove as well in a new location. Mm. And I'm going to take uh, the cheetah, Tyreek. Man, dude, you fucking staked me the last two picks, so as you like to do, so I guess feel good about that. Or don't feel good about that. I don't know. <laughs> Either fucking way. But I was going Debo last time, and I was going going cheetah this time. So fucking love him. Love the pick, man. Yep. It would have been next there for me also. Yeah, you can say what you want about playing Thanks. with Tua, man. You can put the, put the fucking ball in that guy's hands, and he's going to make shit happen, dude. Targets. It's going to be a target game, you know? It's all about targets, right? That's what we want to see in fantasy now. When do we start getting points for targets, you think, in fantasy? <laughs> Half-point targets? <laughs> it's going to happen. You look, oh, just because think- the QB couldn't get my guy to ball, I mean, just because mm-hmm. it was a bad, you know? Like, come on. Come on. Well, I saw uh, Sleeper's going to – beta or put out, I guess, and they're testing it now, or they put some fly feelers out there for you to try, I guess, in your league, but they might do pass interference points, basically. So your receiver would still get the points for pass interference. So, so does quarterback? Or quarterback, too. Yeah, so quarterback and receiver would get it. So my always my theory with that is is I, I wanted at least half the points. I don't know if you should get the full points. You didn't complete the catch. You know, and you prove he would have caught it. Yeah, but maybe half the points. I mean, if I'm if I'm getting pass interference on hail marys for, you know, you're, you're gonna get the do you get the PPR catch? No, right? You don't get the catch then, right? It wasn't a catch, so I guess you're just getting yardage, right? I guess that kind of helps it a little bit. But if you're getting me a 58 yard bomb, I don't know if I want to get you know 5.8 on that for a a hail mary, you know, pass interference. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's it's. I was all for it, but I think maybe half points would seems a little more fair to me than the full thing because you didn't really complete the task. Sure, you got interfered with, so we gave you something, you know. But I'm a guy that also believes that pass interference shouldn't be full yardage, and I like college pass interference. I want 15 yards every time. That makes sense. You want play? Oh, so you I, want you want 15 yards every time? You don't want full pass interference? No, that's a big play anyway. 15 yards and a first down is a big play in football. You know. To be fair, though, that makes it more touchier on all these screens and stuff like that because it's a, a seven-yard pass interference could be 15 in that same sense, right? And there's a lot of those on those bubble screens and this, that, and the other. You know, so yeah, <clears throat> yep, just just saying. Just, just a thought I have. All right, so I'm gonna end. I'm gonna end. Uh, I'm gonna end my draft tonight with the last pick, and it, I'm gonna take 
it's going to be different. And the reason I'm going to do this here after looking at the list of players available is because I feel like I can get a similarly ranked player on the flip here in the third round um, rather than maybe this guy not being there. I think Josh Allen is hands down the number one quarterback in the draft. I think maybe 23 is a bit early for him. But back-to-back number one, he's going to put up 25 points a game. Sure, uh, I fuck. Who, who do they draft in at the end of the second round? The running back, but I don't think it's going to matter. Yep. I think, oh yeah, James Cook. Um, they drafted him at the end of the second round, so maybe Allen won't get as many carries as he did the last couple of years. Regardless, that man's a stud. He's going to throw touchdowns. He's going to rush the ball. He's a fucking monster. And I'll take I'll take him here at twenty three. I'm going to lock my quarterback spot in. I'm going to lock twenty, like I said, twenty five points. But I'm going to lock twenty two, twenty three points a game for sure at this spot. And on the swing in the next round, I'm gonna get a a like a likewise player that I probably would have got here anyway. So that's, that's fair. That's my strategy by taking the the quarterback and getting those points. Josh Allen and Derrick Henry again feels like safe guys they have going in. You feel safe with those names, and you know now you gotta throw out some receivers and some. You know I like it. Yeah, I, I don't I don't mind that strategy at all. If you're gonna get one, he's the one to get. I mean, you know maybe obviously my goat's up there too, probably right. I think he's a guy that has a lot to prove too, but that's another discussion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Hill wasn't his guy, but yeah, for sure. That's a, a talk for another day. Streets, last pick. You got him pairing with Austin Eckler. Who you got? So I'm going to. I will, uh, by the way, just to backtrack real quick, I won't spend too much time on it. Well, I will, as we go through this process, as we start doing the pods and the rankings. I will talk you out of taking a quarterback in the top 50 picks by the by the time draft season rolls around. This year is the <laughs> deepest year quarterback ever, probably, in a fantasy draft. You could be sitting there after everybody takes a quarterback, and you're still going to get a guy who scores like one point less than Josh Allen per week. That's how deep quarterback is this year. This year, for me, I will. I almost guarantee I'll be the last team to take a quarterback in all my leagues. I feel like he just called you an idiot in the nicest way possible. I, I think I think that was his way of saying that was a <laughs> fucking horrible pick. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bad pick, bitch. <laughs> fucking moron. No, no, no. <laughs> I said I'm gonna tr- now my goal from here till there is to try to talk him off that ledge. Because I know him. I, he got he you gotta have he loves to have that quarterback and get him early. <laughs> oh, I don't mind it. I like to get my quarterback and tight end out of the way, man. I don't got to think about it and then just stockpile running backs and wide receivers and hope to hit on them. I don't win just... often, so my strategy, <laughs> my strategy clearly isn't good. These are the, these are the guys to listen to, not me. So. Well, that's why I said it's going to be my goal. I'll, we'll do the quarterback thing later, and you'll see. I'm going to talk about that legend. You're going to be like, huh, maybe I don't take him. I don't win off. Obviously, look. That's an all-time quote right there. I just had to throw that out there. I'm like, that's going in. As soon as we have a Hall of Fame on this year website, that's going up there. I don't win often. So that that's that. I don't, I don't know what else I can say. I'm, All a right, playoff, so. I'm a playoff team. I don't fucking go much further. All right. Back on track now. Now that I just bashed him, but I didn't mean to bash. I try to do it nicely. And I wasn't really bashing you. However, all right. I actually, so I have the rank my 24 year. And I'm actually going to make a change now. Um, in light of the, in light of the Deshaun Watson 
allegations just seem to be piling on right now. So I don't know if he's going to play at all next year at this point. With They just keep pouring in, it seems. I mean, obviously there was no criminal charges. But he was already facing, what, eight games, you guys think? Yeah, I thought it was going to be gone the year. Yeah. And Baker's all but gone, right? So they might not have either going into next year. Um, so hindsight is you would think that the, the guy that I was going to take here originally until all this stuff happened on Deshaun Watson, but we'll get into that. I'll talk about that in the rankings later. So uh, you probably guess who it was going to be originally. But because of all of that, he's getting bumped down. So yeah. now with that pick, yeah. So I'm not taking him anymore, but um, I don't want to ruin the article yet. Because uh, of my little funny blurb about it, that's why. Um, but instead, basically he's going to swap with this guy. He's going to move up. So to pair with Austin Eckler, I'm actually going to go with Mike Evans. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Yep. You got Brady's last year. Um, so he's still got Brady for one more season, at least. Uh, uh, just consistent at this point. Just continues to finish top 10, top seven as a wide receiver by the year's end. Um, he is the model of consistency, even though he gets banged up all the time. Um, whether Chris Godwin misses games, whether he plays all 16 games, it really makes no difference at this point for that one. The, the, all that does for Chris Godwin, as we'll get into that later, is move Chris Godwin where he gets drafted at this point. And I'd be fine with both of them. Um, but, yeah, I will take Mike Evans there and pair him with Austin Eckler. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I could dig it over 1,000 yards the first eight years of his career. He's got Tom throwing 5,000 yards. I don't think Tom's going for five stacks again, probably like 44 to 45, though, so – He's not going to slow down too much. No, the 14 touchdowns last year, he'll probably get double-digit touchdowns again. That's Tom Brady, so. All right, Mike Dog. <laughs> well, JT, who you got with JT? I really wanted to put Leonard Fournette right here, I think. But I'm I, – I have Fournette – higher in my rankings than I should, I guess, maybe. I'm looking on – I'm not going to lie. I'm looking on Fantasy Pros. They got him as the 10th running back off the board, 17th pick overall. So, it's funny you say that. I mean, did he not have 69 catches last year? Yep. I mean – So, I just don't I- know – I don't know where he's going to land with the Chubb getting moved back, but uh, – because Devontae Williams will probably creep up. And Nick Chubb will probably move back. And in between those two is probably going to be Leonard Fournette for me. So I don't think it's that bad. It's not crazy. I'm I, I, I'm stuck on Chubb or Fournette right here, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, what what kind of running back stack do you want to have with Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb. Jonathan Taylor, Leonard Fournette. I actually think um, – I actually think the safer pick and the smarter pick here is Nick Chubb because I think that offensive line is still pretty good. I don't think they, they don't need a quarterback. If they lean heavily on the run, that's probably good for him. Um, it sounds better to JT and Chubb rather than JT and Fournette. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Fournette, well, Fournette's one of those guys where all of a sudden 
You know, is he going to be is he going to be really good again, or is he going to? He's like, if, if you go his football reference page, it's literally every other year. Yep. So here's the thing: if Leonard Fournette, <laughs> if Leonard Fournette plays 14 games in that offense, I'm pretty. The way it stands right now, I could I think he he will finish higher than Chubb. Locking yeah, in for there. Nick Chubb right now, buddy. I'm taking Nick Chubb, Cleveland Browns running back. You so the, here's it. the here's the thing, and this is what plays a part. Does Leonard Fournette really make it 14 games? That's where we get into this gamble right now with him, and I don't know if he does. So, and and, and my team name is going to be like JT gives me a chubby or something like that. It's going to be something simple, you know. You, so you are the you are the team name god. Another thing I don't do well: team names. Team King, right here. Now I had Chubb. The right problem is I was going to take Evans. To be honest, I had him up there, uh, and I was really excited for Nick Chubb. The Sean Watson offense, but I wish you had different names, Tim, just because I'm in several leagues with you. So when I get a trade from Tim from Team King, I have to look over the league and my strategy on that. And that, you know, like it's just Team King, Team King, it's just sure. original. Everyone, Team King, Team King, Team King. Can, can you be like the Tim team one time? <laughs> I don't bad. think so. Uh, boys, this was a fucking lot of fun. Maybe next week we do rounds three and four and continue off of this. We should. Um, That's how we do it. It's rounds three and four. We'll bring it back because uh, there's some. There is. We'll get into it next week. I don't want to spoil. Yeah, I think. And then Mike. Mike could go ahead and and, and maybe go the three running back set. I doubt he's going to do that. Who the fuck does that? But he's got that potential well, to go for net right there. It might be. I mean. I, I just think I just think you can't go wrong with having running backs, dude. You know, a guy that a guy you know a guy that's stupid enough to draft like um, um, Justin Jefferson and and Debo is probably going to need. You know, it's <laughs> probably it's probably going to risk it all to get one after he gets you know eight points combined from his running backs for the first three weeks. You know, you're like, okay, maybe this isn't working out. You know. Because that, that's the worst is when – I mean, you feel good and then you're starting this guy and you're like, all right, he's the backup running back. Give me a couple touches and he'll get you 1.3. And you're like, 1.3, you know? So you get desperate. When you have lots of running backs, that. people get desperate. <laughs> There's some – you don't need a – the thing about having Adebo and Jefferson is you don't need a – you almost, you can almost you, – you'd be just fine with two RB2s that year than having that RB1. It just helps – when you have that monster running back, it certainly does. Uh, but there are some guys in that third, that coming up in this next round, I think pair well with Jefferson and Debo. Yeah, rounds and three and four are really going to be fun, I think. And, and we you'd, will be, you'd be feeling pretty good about week. it. Like Fournette, if Fournette falls to you in round three and you drafted Jefferson and Debo and you get Fournette that fall, and somehow he just falls to you, I think you should be sitting there feeling pretty damn good. You might have to do like the – the good old likes. A lot of these guys now that we get in the third round, you're going to have to do maybe an early reach on their handcuff, or like the backup or the, the rookie or something like that. Right. Uh, so for like Tampa Bay, I mean, if you draft Fournette, you're probably going to want to get Rashad White, and you might want to reach a round early on a guy like that. But anyways, we can. I'm glad you're a fan of the reach round. <laughs> you get me talking oh, yeah. about this. We could talk all night. <laughs> what a gentleman. 
Well, guys, as always, this has been a fucking blast. It looks like next week we're going to do rounds three and four. Uh, do you got anything else for us before we go? Mug I got here. a lot, but we'll save it. All right. Yeah, you save it, save it for next week, man. You bring that same heat next week, and you can find this floor, You can find this podcast. You can go to floorslappers.com. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, soon-to-be iTunes, and we're on Twitter. Check us out, The Floor Slappers. Or no, just Floor Slappers, my big I fucked that up last week, too. Floor Slappers, just Floor Slappers. Find us on Twitter. And remember. <laughs> Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Floor Slappers podcast. You got your boy TK in the house. And as always, I'm not alone. If you're watching us on video, which I don't think you are, you'd be looking at two beautiful faces. We got Mike Dog in the house. What's up, son? What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Nice to see you, dude. Streets, you repping that Steph Curry recent NBA champion dubs jersey. What's going on, man? Not much. SFB 12 Eve. It's like Christmas Eve. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about that for a little bit before we get into uh, what we're getting into today. Uh, today, we're doing part two of five. We started, if you listened to our last episode, we mocked out the first two rounds of a redraft PPR draft. We will be doing the second part of that today. So we'll be doing rounds three and four. Um, if you didn't catch it, go back and check out round one. You can uh, check it out on the website, floorslappersports.com. You can find it on Spotify, Anchor as well, most places that you can find uh, audio out there. But Streets, I want to talk to you about a couple of things, actually, before we get into rounds three and four. First and foremost, you just said you're on the eve of the SF-12. What's that SF-B-12. all about, man? There Scott you go. Fishbowl, you, you, you explain it, man. I'm not in that <laughs> shit. Scott Fishbowl is just a – it is a – there's no money involved. It's all for charity. Fantasy Cares. Uh, there's a website for it, basically. So you donate. You can buy T-shirts, all kinds of oh. stuff. Um, and it all goes for Toys for Tots then come Christmas time. But Scott Fishbowl is just basically a giant tournament that pits you, uh, all the writers, all the CBS guys, all the websites you use, all hopefully one day us, uh, Matt Berry, to any of these so-called quote-unquote experts with celebrities. There's a bunch of baseball players in it, um, like Shane Battier, some basketball players, stuff like that. Uh, and then what about what about Tommy Pham? <laughs> I, I didn't see his name on that list. I don't know if he uh, made made the cut for this one. And then some fans get in, and there's you can, you can get in a couple ways. Uh, go on a waiting list. You can win a satellite league. Uh, How did you get in? Yeah, I won a satellite league finally to get in. No so. shocker, folks. He's the guy you want to listen to. Wait, 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 wait. He's the guy you want to listen to. Me and Tim are going to offer some strong takes that you should probably listen to maybe half the time. Streets is the guy that I go to for my fantasy advice. He's that guy. Next year. Yeah, any, any 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 trades I got, the, any, any drafts, first thing I do, oh, I'm yeah. like, yo, Streets, what you think about this? He's like, nah, man. Or maybe but no <laughs> tim tim gets too excited for trades too quickly yeah I need, to be, I need to be calmed down because i just like to make <laughs> trades so like i almost took one the other day in one of our leagues but that's a story for another day but streets keep oh, talking about this sfb12 so man. 
Next year, though, all um, next year we're all all three of us are filling out the form, and we're putting uh, analysts on there. So we're not we won't be fans, or you don't have to do any satellite stuff like that. And we're all all three are getting in. It'll be fun. That's we're doing it. It's we're going to be big enough by then. Uh, Got to think positive. But anyways, it is a goofy kind of scoring league. It's super flex. If you don't know what super flex is, you can flex a quarterback. Um, so it does put a little bit more emphasis on the top end quarterbacks. Then normally, it's also a tight end premium. So all the tight ends have a little bit more weight also than some of the middle round wide receivers and running backs and stuff like that. But it's a slow draft, and it gets started tomorrow morning. Um, and I am in a local – It's our division's called Naperville, but it's all people from the Midwest Chicagoland area. Some people from uh, EstablishTheRun.com, from FantasyProfiler.com, who – I use when I'm doing rankings and I'm trying to figure out stuff, which is crazy. So it's going to be fun to play against some of these guys now. Nice, dude. That sounds that sounds really exciting, and it sounds like a, it's a huge community. Like how many people get involved? I see like there's 3, a shitload. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Three yeah. three thousand people divided into 250 12 man leagues. Basically, you play an 11 week season, um, and they they tr- since it's a short season, what they do is they wait out luck. So. Basically, you play one person a week, but then you also play the median, like which is like the average score-wise each week. So you can go two and zero each week, one and one each week. You kind of wait if you if you score two hundred points and lose two hundred one to two hundred, you're probably going to go one and one. So that helps you even out in an eleven week season, basically, if you're still one of the better teams. I like that. I like yeah, how good you are, streets, where you assume two and zero or at least one and one. Where I think that, like, <laughs> I'm going to go zero and two every week. But you don't even have that in your like. That's not even in your sights, you know. I I dig that about you. No, I got I got I got to do this for us. So, <laughs> and then and then I saw online as well that they were saying some of these drafts are going to be in person. So is yours were. just a slow draft? Oh, so some of them were. Yeah. So they did one uh, on Bourbon Street, 115th and wherever this year. That's where the Chicago one was live. That was last Saturday though. And if I was not, we had that. Disney trip plan, and if we weren't going to Orlando last weekend, I easily I would have signed up for it because they were there were still spots open when uh, I had signed up. So so let's like any, anyone from the Chicagoland area who's in this SB, SFB twelve can could go to that. Yeah, there was people that drove from Wisconsin and like other states too to go to the live one. It's fun. They just had one yesterday. Uh, I'm in a group chat with all the people picking seven. I'm picking seventh tomorrow. Uh, that's my draft spot. So everybody picking seventh is in a group chat on Twitter, sharing all their mocks and all the other stuff. But one guy, they just did a live draft from Canton at the Hall of Fame for this. Cool. That's pretty really cool. Really cool. So who are you looking at at seven then? Who is your main target? Who is circled on your big board right now? So I I know Jonathan Taylor won't be there. That is a 100% given. I'm not. I'm crossing him off, and I'm crossing off about five or six quarterbacks. Um, so my hope is Burrow or Lamar Jackson falls there at one seven. You need to have, you either need a guy, you need a quarterback who can rush that weighs out the completion percentage thing, or you need a guy who has a nasty completion percentage. You need, uh, that's why Kirk Cousins actually scores pretty well in this tournament. It's bad as that sounds, but what is this? What is this completion percentage you're talking about? If you don't have a completion percentage on the day over 66%, you lose a point for every incompletion you throw. Holy shit. 
Damn, so, so you could be losing up 20, 20 points if you're throwing 66 balls, you know, uh, on a bay. Like Dak, for example. He's going to I can think of who would throw that many balls. But, like, damn, yeah. okay. What if you throw, if you get a point for every completion, you get over 66%. Oh, so it does the flip so, then. Yeah, so the good – like, a, obvious, like a lot of people will tell you, like, well, why don't you just take, like, Tom Brady or something dumb like that because uh, he's easily going to complete a bunch of passes. And he probably will score top five in the scoring method. But the rushing does weigh it out a little bit. So the rushing gives you more of a safer floor each week for guys when you don't – when you have a rougher week. stuff. So, uh, so I'm definitely looking at Burrow or Lamar at 1-7. Okay. Cool. Cool. But yeah, enough about that one. All that. Yeah. The second thing I wanted to talk to you about (laughs) is I haven't seen you this genuinely excited for anything. Orlando Magic basketball. The NBA draft just happened. We haven't talked about it. The three of us. Um, Just be quick winded on it. We all got guys in there. Mike Dog loves Jabari Smith. I love Chet Holmgren, and you love Paolo Banchero and. You've been fucking marking out like crazy the last couple of nights watching this dude play fucking summer league. So what's your excitement level, man? How you feeling? I haven't been this excited probably in a long time. But I guess when your team picks number one, even though it's just summer league, you probably should be excited. Like, isn't that the natural feeling? What else do I have to look forward to? Like, he's the number one pick. I got to Let's go. He's been fun to watch, too, though. So actually, they all this class, period, Keegan Murray, Chet, Everyone, Jaden Ivy, looks like a pretty damn good class so far. Jaden Ivy's the guy because, <laughs> if you guys recall, you're like I said, it was like the fight for three since we all had our guys. Because <laughs> if you get three, you get four. And Jaden Ivy, I think, I think he's, I think he's a, he's a dude. So it's got me yes. back in. It's got me excited. Stephen A was basketball. screaming about Jaden Ivy the whole fucking draft, dude, which was quite annoying, but. He was People fucking hyping this guy right? hard. Nah, he was just on this draft, dude. <laughs> fucking, he was freaking out about the Knicks draft the whole time because they didn't do shit. And like, you can just see this dude getting more, more and more and more vis- visibly frustrated, which was pretty fun, pretty fun to watch. I'm not gonna lie because he's getting pissed. Like, I'm swearing, he's about to drop like f bombs on fucking ESPN and shit. But like, like I don't know if anybody he watched yesterday. Like, everybody was even tweeting when they went to the summer league overtime rules are actually kind of funny the sudden death thing that they do. I get it. It's summer league. Nobody don't get anybody hurt running around out there long periods of time, but that's what everybody was saying. Like oh, sudden death should just be Keegan Murray versus Paulo Bancaro, basically one-on-one. Let them just go. Cause that was the show yesterday. Yeah, for sure. But all right, guys, <laughs> enough about hoops, enough about the SFB 12. Enjoy it. You're going to learn it. Cause get- you have to be in it next year. So, I, oh, I, I I get it. I get it. I'll live vicariously through you this year. Can we shout um, out Maddie? Because Maddie is in it. We've been talking a lot about that. Yeah, it looks like Maddie Daddy was in it on S, the SFB 11 and 12. So yep. this will be his second year doing it. A couple of the guys who are in the Dynasty Leagues are in it as well. He picks 1-1 um, tomorrow. He chose 1-1? He chose 1-1. He chose one, one. I just don't know if Tim's going to be in because he hates charity. <laughs> 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 if it was for ALS, he's out. Three, oh, 
No, not after not after seeing Mongo in it, man. Not after seeing Mongo look the way he does off ALS, man. That's so depressing. This shit makes me so sad to see him like that. And no, no, folks, I don't fucking hate charity. I just felt back when that ice bucket challenge was going down. Instead of being a fucking martyr, dumb fucking advice all over your fucking head on Facebook, just go fucking donate some money. But but, it, but it, it, I was un- I'll admit I was wrong. I was uneducated. <laughs> You could have just dumped the bucket on your head and donated money. That's fine. I was just being a salty ass hater, dude. Um, and I'll admit that, and th- that's fine. But no, I wouldn't go as far as say as I hate charity. When I'm at the local Jewel or Walgreens, you know, when those things always ask you if you want to round up the change, I'll round up the change. I'll give them. I'll give them a couple extra cents that way and shit. You know. What a guy. That's good. What a yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and if you do that, if you do that every single time, that adds up. It sure as shit does. So I won't say that I don't like charity by any means. And you know, you know what else always gets me? These fucking GoFundMe's and shit, dude. We're always giving me too much money to GoFundMe is that fucking we ain't got we should be having a GoFundMe for fucking ourselves and shit. My wife be like, I just dropped this on GoFundMe. I just like, all right, all right, all right. So I take that shit. She's a saint. Just be happy. Married a good one. Yeah, she is. Not me. That's for fucking sure. But we all know that. But let's get into this fucking draft, dude. Redraft. Rounds three, rounds four. We just, we did, uh, just to sum it up really quick, we did a 12-team mock redraft PPR. We each had four teams. We alternated teams and then flipped it the next round. So it wasn't like a true snake or anything with that. It started with Mike Dog, when Streets, and myself. And again, we did it four times total. And we are... On round three, this team, Mike already has two running backs. He's got Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb. Let's roll, baby. So, with when you have Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb, I feel like you got two really great bell cow backs. I mean, Nick Chubb could get an insane workload because do they even have a quarterback? I mean, um, so, but then I was sitting there at three and with this squad, I look and I – I have Leonard Fournette as a real high-end RB2, maybe a low-end one, but I think realistically high-end high two. And he was sitting there around three, and I'm like, well, if I lock up three backs that I feel could finish top 15, um, I feel like the rest of my draft could be easy sailing. Who knows? Could be wrong. But I went Lenny Fournette. Playoff Lenny. Guy's a stud. He's going to get some goal line carries. Tom Brady's there. He caught 69 balls last year. He's... Everything that you want in a fantasy running back. He might only play 12 to 14 games. That's okay. He's still going to point per game, going to be a top, you know, 12, 15 guy. So so now I got Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, and Leonard Fournette. I love that squad so far. Streets, you're up. Yeah, that's – Leonard Fournette is a perfect – now you just you, – you drafted him and paired him with two running backs. But <laughs> – if you're one of those guys, and depending on where you pick, that gets that wide receiver or a tight end wide receiver start, Lenny's a perfect first running back at that point when you get in the third round. Uh, like he was fourth in PPR scoring last year for running backs. Like obviously the targets are there, the carries are there, uh, everything. So I think that's one of those guys that you target right there when you, regardless, I guess, of how you start. But I love it if you start tight end wide receiver. Uh, and he gives you in his in his case here with the three running backs, 
it gives him immense trade value too because running back's a weak position. Mike just got Fournette as the 15th running back off the board. He's got he three goes. stud backs. Boom. You can always make a trade, dude. Get yourself Since that wide receiver you didn't get. Always thinking trading. Tim is trading guys as he's drafting. He's not even thinking about building a team. He's like, I'm going to draft this guy to trade him. <laughs> it happens with tight ends all the time. I'll draft like two of them, and then no one ever wants a second one. And I'm just like – Fuck off, dude. That was awful. I've been taking like a two, two, man, no, not, we won't give bad draft strategies here because that's a bad draft strategy. My pick, and this one is, uh, I'm going to go Saquon Barkley. I'm going to pair him, obviously, with Mike Evans and Austin Eckler. Uh, we know what he can do. If he's healthy and the system works, uh, there's some question marks there about being healthy, for, let alone uh, what that offense is going to look like. But we expect that offense to look much better this year. Uh, they got the, the head coach that we wanted. So I do expect them to be a little bit better. So we're going to gamble that he stays healthy. Uh, and we know what he can be when he is. There's not, there's not really much stats to read off about this guy. This is a upside pick at this point. I mean, it's put up or shut up, right? Yep. He's got to his, does he want to make money in the NFL? Well, this is his opportunity to. Got to look. Got to like a guy on, you know, playing for money. In a good sense, not saying playing for money, but I'm saying playing for a big deal. You know, that playing for helps. financial long term. You know, so. Yeah, and again, at running back 16 off the board here, beginning in the third round, I think that's, that's and again that's good value for it's him. A, it's the same thing with Fournette. It's one of those guys, like right. If you want to, if you got it even though I have Austin Eckler on this team, but if you do start with a, a tight end or wide receiver to get to kick things off, Barkley has the upside to be an RB1. He could be a top five running back. So there's a there's a few guys in this range that uh, are worth the gamble here, but we'll get into that. All right. And then I am up. And with this team, uh, talking about gamble, this is like team fucking – taking a gamble dude so i took derrick henry third which is definitely early but i anticipate him to be healthy all year and fucking be the number one running back when the season's all said and done so that's why i took him early i think he's gonna fucking rock it but then i also paired him with josh allen which streets was highly against and i said it, it's okay to take a, a stud quarterback like allen there who's finished first the last two years in my opinion he's gonna finish first again this year if you can go ahead then and pair him with one of these killer young receivers, like I said, you get a T. Higgins there, you get an A.J. Brown there. But that's not the route I chose to go here. Um, what I chose to do, Atlanta's going to have to throw the ball. They have nothing down there. They got Garrett Wilson, who they just drafted this year. And then you have Kyle Pitts, who, as a rookie tight end, was maybe the most impressive rookie tight end ever last year. He's going to do nothing but get better. I don't particularly like taking a tight end this early right here if it's not Travis Kelsey. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to pair my quarterback and my tight end, and I'm going to get them out of the way early. Don't have to worry about those two positions. It's not like I'm getting fucking bad ones. I'm getting Josh Allen again, back-to-back number one. Uh, I think he'll be number one again this year. And then Kyle Pitts. I think Kelsey has that number one spot, but I think Kyle Pitts about to lock down that number two spot. So knocking out those two specific positions early and then i'm just gonna fucking load on skills skill positions the rest of the draft here so i like it i think it's a strong move i mean it it it, it, you sound like you have a plan with it so that's all you could hope for right there right 
<laughs> yeah, I, mean, I just don't like. Listen, I don't like. I liked Kyle Pitts last year when he was going a little lower and had the high upside. I just don't think he has a QB, and I don't think he's above like you know, um, a Mark Andrews who I think who's going to be really good. And um, I don't know. I like it. I mean, in a, in a dynasty draft, I like him going forward. But I mean, who's the quarterback in Atlanta this year? Mariota or Ritter? Yummy. He's going. I mean. Eat. I mean, it's not, it, it's not, but I think that Pitts will be that security blanket for either, especially Mariota. And I fair. think they'll just they'll be throwing him a lot. It's PPR. Um, I'm not expecting huge number games from him, but I think consistency is key. And if he can consistently go out there and put up double digits every week from that tight end spot, that's, that's important. I, I like him. I think he's super athletic. One thing I say about really, really bad teams, and I think Atlanta's trying to be a really, really bad team, is they don't score as many touchdowns as you'd like them to. Um no. But they will put – I think he will get some catches. You're right. And he is all – you know, is is Ridley going to be back? Is he gone? Right? He's gone. He's, he's gone. gone, gone right? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's gone. Like yeah. It's, just him, and, it's just him and Garrett Wilson. And they are saying that the Atlanta Falcons receiving corps is – I mean, I look at lists. It's them, the Bears, and the Texans that are consistently 32, 31, and 30. Like, those are the three teams with nothing. What about Green so Bay? To me, too. Uh, yeah, but – I haven't, I haven't seen them. I'm not going to lie, but like those are the three teams that I've consistently seen in the bottom three, which is why I think Pitts is just going to fucking eat, man. Look, he saw 110 targets last year for a tight end as a rookie. That's pretty good. He had one touchdown. <laughs> that's where yeah. that's where the gamble is going to come in on this one. So obviously, just he can just show up to the stadium and he's going to score more than one touchdown this year. That was a little fluky, even for a bad team. Uh, but yeah, in a redraft, it's one of those. It's a it's a gamble. It could pay off. You could have the best tight end in fantasy football by year end, or you could have the sixth best tight end in fantasy football by year end, just because of the offense. I would probably prefer to gamble on Pitts if I uh, wasn't taking a quarterback in the first three <laughs> rounds, also. But but that's just me. Because now you're really cornering yourself as we get into these later rounds here with running back wide. I mean, wide receivers deep, but <clears throat> the top end ones is what I'm referring to. But, yeah, we'll see. All right. With that said, I'm up here. And um, my first two picks were Najee Harris and Tyreek Hill. So I had some flexibility here. Um, but if you know anything about me, I've preached it for as long as I've been playing fantasy is that running backs are gold. You got to have running backs. They're just far and few between. I think last year was the first year where I, I noticed a lot of backups came into play. And so maybe you can get running backs later. Um, but I like guys that are for sure the studs. And um, I think Najee, Tyreek, and David Montgomery is a start to a great squad. So I took David Montgomery right there. I think they're going to run a lot with Eber Fluzy in Chicago and um, – I mean, they don't really have much of an offense there. They don't have wide receivers. Darnell Mooney's their number one. It was probably a three on a average team. And um, Justin Fields, a running quarterback, definitely helps your running back. So, Dave Montgomery's my pick there. Not all at once. <laughs> I know, I, uh, I like the pick. I think he's obviously going to be the bell cow back here. As you said, uh, Iberflus is going to want to play defense and run the football to keep the other team off the field. That's going to be your only chance to win games. So I think they're going to pound 
Montgomery. So as long as he stays healthy, I think he's definitely going to be a, a top, top 10 to 15 back. Yeah. I, sorry. I was looking at the list, making sure I was ready to go, but yeah, Montgomery is the epitome. I think, of um, RB two. I think that's where he's going to end up, but I, I think the floor is as safe as most of them could possibly be there. Barring help. Um, I think he was 15th in fantasy points per game last year and could, I guess, maybe they could improve a little bit this year upon that. But uh, given the options that are left, I think he's one of the safer ones. And I think the draft position right there is about right. Sometimes it kind of, it's a good segue. Because even though I'm the guy that I'm going to draft here, I would take ahead of David Montgomery. Sometimes, um, Sometimes safe is good. So with that being said, I have in this team, I have Cooper Cup and DeAndre Swift. So with my next pick on this one, I'm going to go to Keenan Allen. So you know what they say, right? I, this is in the, in the 120 that I wrote. They, the saying is consistency is the hallmark of the unimaginative. I don't know if that's good or bad but that's Keenan Allen. So the one thing I know for a fact is that he will be top 10 in targets. He will be top 10 in receptions. He probably won't score multiple digit touchdowns, but at the end of the year, you know what you're getting and you're getting a solid weekly output from that wide receiver. So with that pick, I'm going to take Keenan Allen. Nice. Yeah. Like you said, man, consistency. Plus you got Herbert there. That offense is going to fucking throw like crazy. I, or pass like crazy. I should say. I, I like the Keenan Allen pick. Personally, I like a couple of wide receivers better. I think they got higher upside. But you're the guru here, not me. <laughs> well, then, if you're going to say that, you better give us one. Yeah, I'm going to. I didn't know if Mike was going <laughs> to chime in here. Oh, so is it his trip? Was, oh, I thought it was his pick. No, no, no. It's definitely my pick, dude. My pick right now. And this is a team that I really like, dude. Like Mike said, running backs are gold for whatever reason. You know, I was trying to diversify what I was doing with different teams. I wasn't just trying to have a boring strategy with all of them. This is more of a typical team that I probably would draft right here. I went running back, running back. Started with Christian McCaffrey. I think, again, health is everything. If he's healthy, he's in for a fucking huge year. I think adding Baker Mayfield there only is going to help him. And then I took another guy who I think is going to have a monster year, especially in the passing game, Aaron Jones and Green Bay. So I got CMC and Aaron Jones teamed up. So then, to me, as a wide receiver, Keenan Allen was definitely an option. I like T. Higgins there as well. But ultimately, I chose to go with A.J. Brown. I think his first year – I don't like Jalen Hurts at all, obviously. I, I think he sucks. I, I think they'll eventually get a better quarterback. But I think they, they, they fucking traded a bunch of assets for him. They paid him a shitload of money. They're going to try to fucking make sure he gets force-fed the ball. Plus, it opens up Devontae Smith on the other side, and you got Dallas Goddard there. Having just him there alone is going to make everything better. And look what he did in Tennessee. Granted, health was always a thing. But when healthy, I thought he performed fucking great out there and really was that um, that, that safety blanket for Ryan Tannehill. And I think he'll provide a lot of that for for Jalen Hurts here in Philly. Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> a lot of this is tied to Jalen Hurts, basically. 
does he take the next step as a throwing quarterback? You know he can run, barring health and barring the ankle and all the other things. Um, but can he support as a throwing quarterback two wide receivers? Because Devontae Smith is there, and he looks he looked pretty good for rookie last year. I do like A.J. Brown, and I do think he's going to be pretty good, so I'm on the end where I would draft him. Uh, and he's going to come in in the third round anyways in my rankings. So I'm, I'm more buying it at this point, but you, he's definitely going to need Jalen Hurts to take that step. Yeah, for sure. That, and and that's, that's the obvious there. Again, consistency with Allen. You got Herbert there. I just think that A.J. Brown's time to shine, baby. <laughs> it, all right. You're on the clock, Mike Dog. Oh, I thought it was me. That's why I was looking at that list real quick, trying to. All right. So, the first two guys I took in, on this squad, I went with a strategy that kind of forced me into this pick, I feel like. Um, I took Justin Jefferson, flat-out stud, and Debo, flat-out stud. And then I, I just – I almost felt forced to be into a running back situation. I really was hoping a uh, David Montgomery or a Lenny Fournette had fallen here. Um, oh, man. But they didn't. So I'm going to take Ezekiel Elliott just because uh, I feel like I had to. I don't like the pick. I definitely think he's not, not the bell cow he once was. But, again, I was forced into this pick, and now I hate my team. So here we go. No, see, but that happens when you're drafting. Just know that it's okay. It happens. So here's the thing. I he Leonard Fournette, a uh, Saquon Barkley, and you're going to get into some of these other guys. But uh, in Ezekiel Elliott, he's the other guy that I think if you draft two badass wide receivers in a row, you need points out of running back. You don't. You don't have to have the number one running back when you have two top three wide receivers you don't you could still win you just by getting points out of your running back and Ezekiel Elliott at this point uh he kind of is what he is he's gonna get the ball he he ain't gonna get the ball 350 times anymore but he still had 237 carries last year he played 17 games and he still saw 65 targets so Dak does use him in the pass game um so even though he might just finish his the upside of top five running backs gone, but it's not crazy to think he still gets double digit touchdowns and still finishes his RB nine by the end of the year. And if you have two stud wide receivers and you're better in RB nine and RB 11, just you're, you're going to be in the playoffs. So that's just back on board. Love my team. <laughs> Let's go. Here we go. Am I building a juggernaut? One might say that. That's how you do it though. If you, if you're going to strike gold on those wideouts, you just need, you could you could take a bunch of flies, flyers late anyways on running backs and maybe one of them hit anyways. And Zeke's a perfect RB two then at that point, but he is what he is and he's going to get you points. He's consistent. Streets, you are on the clock. Next, all right. So I chose Jamar Chase, and I gambled a little bit with Alvin Kamara. Although I just read a legal article about that one. Um, and I feel a little better about it. I don't think he's going to miss a half a year. So that's, uh, so that's, I feel a little, 
I guess I feel a little bit better about that one. Next up, I'm going to take a another guy who I'm going to kind of pair into this third round range of just um, of guys I kind of I know that are going to get a workload and should score touchdowns and they should be pretty decent in the past game and I'm going to take James Conner. Uh, Chase Edmonds is gone. They did draft a rookie, but I'm I'm pretty certain James Conner is going to see over 200 carries. Uh, he'll be the goal line back in an offense I do believe will score some points. Um, he should see enough targets around the 40 range to be relevant. I, I don't think he's going to – no, don't get me wrong. There's no chance he probably scores 15 touchdowns again like he did last year. But I do think he's another guy. If he could play 15, 16 games, and he'll get the workload to finish RB12. So when you're going to pair him with some other guys, I'll take James Conner there. Yeah, I like it, especially because, you know, he put up that RB1 status last year in in Arizona, and you won't have Kamara for probably at least six games. I mean, it's, it's, it's good that he it's not going to be half a year. What do you think it's going to be, four? I don't, I'm guessing four to six right now based on what I just read, so we'll see. Yeah, it's good. And so it's so it's good to uh, it's good that you'll have him to. And, I don't, and Connor's not going to score 15 you. touchdowns again. I mean, he could, but I don't. He's not going to. So there's a good chance that decreases. But I think his workload's going to go up without Chase Edmonds a little. So, and they just paid him well, a lot of money. What so was he gonna, last year? Did he, wasn't he the sixth running back last year? Scoring wise. Yeah, I thought so. Mm-hmm. I thought he was. I thought he was like five or six last year. Here, so what I like to do instead of just totally so even if he even if he even back, if he goes down. Even if he goes down a little bit, like you said, top 12 is in the third round is a hell of a spot. He was the ninth running back in points per game. Nine. So I like to do points per game with running backs because it's a lot of times if you play 15 games as a starting running back, are going to end up being a top 12 running back. So uh, he was ninth in points per game last year. And even though he'll lose some touchdowns, I think his uh, overall workload goes up a little bit. They paid him. I think they'd rather conserve the rookie. They'll run him into the ground. Um, so yeah, I do like James Conner. Okay. A third cool. round so then this team that I got here, I started with Joe Mixon and then I did go the tight end Mark Andrews. He's too good to pass up at that spot. I think it was like 16th overall pick. I think it was a perfect spot to take him. So I got running back tight end. I want to go wide receiver here. I want to try to make sure that I, I try to get a wide receiver one, if not a high end wide receiver two here. In this case, I was able to get a guy who, I mean, he's being drafted high as hell from all, all I see on Fantasy Pros is showing that he's he's number seven dynasty, number 11 wide receiver coming off in, in redraft as far as the averages go. He's got Joe Burrow at quarterback, Jamar Chase on the other side. I don't like pairing teammates together too often, Higgins and Mixon together, but they're going to score a shitload of points in Cincinnati. So really all it does for me is, you know, say no chase, no chase, no chase. Give it to Mixon or Higgins. Let's put the ball in the fucking end zone. So I'm going to pair – I'm going to go running back one with Mixon, tight end one with Andrews, and then I, I'm thinking he's going to have a wide receiver one year in T. Higgins here. Yeah. So T. Higgins, you could kind of call him 1B, right, I guess. Um, my thing with Higgins is I really do hope, and I think I think he will. Uh, and I, I love him in this range where we're drafting anyways. Because he, I think he has more upside than he even displayed last year. Uh, he did all of his damage in like three games last year, so there's some clunkers that he have to deal with with T. Higgins still. 
so I hope there's just a little bit more consistency out of him, but I, he is the one B to me. And, uh, in that sense of the offense. So I do think we see a little bit more consistency as I do think that offense actually gets a little bit better. We talked about Burrow. We talked about the line, we talked about Nixon and chase earlier, but I do like T Higgins. And again, that makes me feel good. <laughs> Mike dog back on you. All right. Well, with this team, I went with Devontae Adams, Javante Williams, and I went with a guy, underrated guy, 163 targets last year, 93 catches, 1,100-plus yards, DJ Moore. I think uh, he is going to absolutely rake with the Baker. Because, I mean, it can't get worse, right? I mean, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield (laughs) – I mean, let's all have a moment of silence for DJ Moore. Thank you. So it's funny. I This is probably where uh, where are we at at the end of the third here. And it's one of those picks where I hope it, I hope the value stays right here. Like I hope the ADP kind of hovers around late third, early fourth, and the hype train doesn't pick up because – Man, oh man, am I absolutely gonna? I'm gonna smash if I start running back, running back in something. If I'm that lucky based on ADP, or I get running back tight end, I'm DJ Moore is a guy I'm absolutely going to smash come round three right now. I'm working on this year's that a new blog, and uh, DJ Moore is a per, I'm not gonna spoil too much if it's so I'll make you guys go read it on the site, but DJ Moore is in it, and I'm gonna talk about it, and I think he's. I just hope the hype train doesn't get too crazy with them because I do. I agree with you. I think he's about to go off. He was a quarterback away his entire life at this point, and I think is we can make fun of Baker all you want, but I think he's the right fit for a DJ Moore. I mean, we have a wide reach, man, so the hype train <laughs> might be started right now. I'm just throwing that out there. I just don't want him to end up like getting so hyped where he starts to like creep to the end of the second round or something nuts like that because people think. Because don't get me wrong, DJ Moore is as talented as it gets as a wide receiver. So let's just hope he kind of floats where he's at right now. But I love the pick. Thank you. <laughs> Streets, you're up, buddy. Woo! Uh, he's pumped about this one. He's got the hype train going. Woo! No, this one is this one's more of a gamble. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just looking at the I. I <laughs> It's hard keeping track of four teams and knowing which one I'm doing next here. <laughs> All right. So this one I did draft. I actually went Kelsey Diggs. And that means I need a, I'm going to take a running back in the third round. I think they're going to start to dwindle here. So you kind of want to get one off the board. And with that being said, I chose Cam Akers. Yeah, I get I get his the yards per carry thing when he came back last year. He didn't look so great in the playoffs and blah, 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 blah. But he came back in like the craziest amount of time ever from a torn Achilles. Like it's pretty insane that he even made it back when he did make it back. Now he's got a a full offseason to heal. Um, we saw Deonta Foreman last year who also had the Achilles injury when Derrick Henry went down, looked fantastic for the Titans last year. I expect Akers to kind of regain a little bit more uh, of what he lost when he had the injury. And as we all know, 
whoever the one A is in on the Rams under McVay always can give you 15, 17, 20 fantasy points per game. The problem is that one A usually gets hurt, and then they end up having to use like two or three running backs. I get it, but when there is that one A, uh, he's absolutely always worth taking. So I'm going to take the upside pick in Cam Akers here and hope that he is healthy. Definitely a dynamic player and a great offense. So tons, tons of upside there. Tons of upside. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Solid pick for sure. So my last team, this is the last pick of the third round. I started with Delvin Cook at running back, C.D. Lamb at wide receiver, who I think is going to have a hell of a year. So with Delvin Cook, again, health is always a concern. So I should have probably taken a running back here to sure that up. You know, you got Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins. You got guys like that here you could possibly take. But I, I didn't do that. I went a completely different route. I went wide receiver, wide receiver here. As I, I took, the, in my opinion, the two best guys available on the board. I took Deontay Johnson. He was sixth in targets last year with Big Ben thrown to him. And Streets has said it multiple times. I mean, Big Ben's a statue. Anyone who's going to go in there is going to be better than Big Ben. And that, that's even our guy, Mitchie, or Kenny Pickett. I think regardless, Deontay's going to have a solid year there. And then the other guy took, I mean, talk about a fucking quarterback upgrade, dude. Matty Ice going to the Colts. I think Michael Pittman Jr. is just going to fucking eat there with him. So I did. I went three wide receivers running back to start this one. A little different than how I usually draft. But like I said, I wanted to go different on, on, on all of these all of these teams here. So last pick of the third round, Deontay Johnson. First pick of the fourth round, I took Michael Pittman. That's good as we try to – I'll try to speed this up here now for us. Uh, I do love the Pittman pick. He's also part of that blog that's coming up. Him and DJ Moore are the two focused ones, so you can read that and get a little excited later. Yes. <laughs> that being said, it comes back down to me, and we did we did Kelsey Diggs, we did Acres. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to go with the upside pick, the in the uh, first rookie in Brees Hall. I expect him to be the lead dog in in a pretty good system that should be very beneficial to a running back um yeah the only rookie i'm probably taking him within the top 50 here so Brees hall i like it with my next pick i had Devonte adams Devonte williams dj moore and i went with jk dobbins i think he is one of uh probably two maybe even three guys that can be supported on that offense and um, I'm excited to have him on the team. I love Dobbins. He's going to be part of the running back version of that blog when I write it. Oh, man. Yeah, he I love being all over the street. Uh, <laughs> at the Ohio State University. We saw that, that run game did not look that good last year. It didn't. And um, Dobbins is going to change that completely this year for them. So, And he scored a shit ton of touchdowns on the stretch his rookie year. And I expect that to kind of be similar. I know – Lamar swipes a bunch of touchdowns, but I expect Dobbins to score a crap ton as well. Okay, so with this pick, and I do like that J.K. Dobbins pick too, so I don't know how you should feel about that, Mike. But with this pick, <laughs> you just like got the healthy. You got it. And when healthy, he's a fucking horse, dude. He's a fucking he's a horse, but health is a health is a thing for sure. But this this pick, I got Mixon, Mark Andrews, T. Higgins, 
what I wanted to do here, I wanted to go, I want to take another running back. Running backs are starting to fucking get really bleak at this point. So I took Antonio Gibson from Washington. I think having Carson Wentz there, believe it or not, it's an upgrade. You got John Dotson out of Penn State. So when they paid Scary Terry, so hopefully they'll stretch the field a little bit more. Um, won't have to load up eight in the box, give Gibson um, a little bit more space to run to get to hit through the hole. So I think I think at this point, I think we're around running back like 21. I want to say 21, 22. I think getting Gibson here uh, anywhere from like the 18 to 24 value is is, is good. So give Antonio Gibson to round out this team through four. Yeah, you're the back in the epitome of RB2 again. The workload should be there. Should see 250 carries. Um However, I don't know, he was like 19th in fantasy points per game in PPR, even though he had 250 carries. But that's why I think you're you're entrenched in the RB2 territory. You could you you need points in your RB2, and that's what you're gonna get. You might not you ain't getting Ladanian Tomlinson, but you'll get double digit PPR points per week. And who are you looking at here? Round four on this squad, you got Jamar Chase, Elvin Kamara, and James Conner. And I, I'm, the reports are coming out now. I'm feeling actually the legal report came out that he might not miss eight games. And with this pick, the reports are coming out that he's going to be ready for week one. So I'd be feeling much better about this team uh, than I did about five days ago. But I know that a lot can change. And I'm going to take Chris Godwin. I'm going to take the 1B in the Miami pass game. Um, we know what he could be when healthy. Tom Brady easily supports two 1A, 1B wide receivers. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take Chris Godwin. Yeah, man, that team, if you only get four games with Kamara and Godwin's back week one, that's a fucking squad right there, dude. You got great value in both those picks. But they could also – he could go on the pup, miss six weeks. Kamara could end up – you never know what Goodell's going to do with that, the random wheel of justice that he spins. And it could, he could just say, I'm going to give Kamara two years off, but Watson can come play in four weeks. I love yeah, Mirage. Yeah, up. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that team's in trouble. So it, there's the gamble. But all right, go ahead. <laughs> with my next pick, I had Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, and Zeke. And with Ezekiel, you must have an Elijah, and I have Elijah Mitchell. And I really do think that that uh, offense in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan is a phenomenal running offense. And I think if Elijah Mitchell is healthy and he is, in fact, the number one, which I think he's supposed to be, I think he will have a monster season. Yeah, I yeah, agree. You just want you, – you want Shanahan running backs, right? You want whoever the guy who, – whoever the lead – who gets the lion's share of them, even though they might split. Whoever gets the 65%, 70% of the snaps, uh, that's the guy you want because he's going to put up points. Absolutely. It, it, it could be Raheem Mostert, it could, it, anybody, they're going to put up points. Yeah, lo- like the pick. Um, thought he was a hell of a running back last year. I, I can only see him getting better. This pick, I think this is my favorite team. I got CMC, Aaron Jones, A.J. Brown, and I'm going to go tight end here. I'm going to take – George Kittle, everything you just said about the San Francisco offense, if you get Trey Lance in there, he should be, George Kittle should be a focal point in that offense. And uh, tight end 
tight end five or better production should be a given there. Yeah, I expect a bump, a, re- a kind of a a bounce back here from him. He only saw ninety four targets last year. I do expect that to climb a little bit this year. So definitely, especially if Trey Lance takes that offense to the next step, which we all kind of believe it can. So. Yeah, absolutely. Then what are you doing here with your pick? Looks like we're staying. Here comes that run. We're staying on that uh, that tight end train now. This is where you pick in the middle where it kind of works out sometimes because uh, one guy goes and you can kind of respond quick enough and wait in six or seven picks to do so. But I'm going to take Darren Waller. Uh, he had 93 targets in only 11 games last year. And I expect actually Devontae Adams to help him out a little bit. Um, should open him up a little bit more. He should be the one, the the one B of that passing attack. Um, and he's probably the last of the the top five or so tight ends I like uh, this early. So yeah, we'll go with Darren Waller. Would you have taken Waller over Kittle? Uh yes, but it's close. I mean, it's that's your preference at this point. If you think Trey Lance is gonna Erupt. No, I would have. No, we did. We we did this. We're not, we we did this before, and I fucking wasn't thinking. I fucking took Kittle. I would have definitely taken Waller before Kittle. So I'd I much mean, it, rather it, have Waller with Carr, and like you said, Adams opening him up for sure. So if I would have changed my pick, I fucking would have changed it to Waller. But I don't think it's crazy. George Kittle finished ahead of Waller. I mean, it's not like some ridiculous prediction that it can't happen. But yeah. They're very close in ADP. They're going to be close in the rankings anyways. If you got a personal preference, go for it. <laughs> Can't hear Mike, though. I don't know if they realize you're on mute, buddy. <laughs> Still on mute. I'm, I knew that again. Stop. <laughs> anyways, with my next pick, I had Najee Harris, Tyreek Hill, David <laughs> Montgomery, and I'm taking Scary Terry McLaurin. Back it up, Terry. Back it up, Terry. <laughs> I think uh, fresh off an extension, 26 years old. I mean, who cares that he went to a shitty college? doesn't matter. Um, and uh, him and uh, Carson Wentz. Yikes. Go I scary, mean, Terry. I get it. Wentz is yikes, but at the same time, he saw 130 targets last year. And if he sees 130 targets from Carson Wentz, it's, it's an easy upgrade than what he's seen before. And uh, he has a, a a very high chance to blow by what he did last season. So eighty-five catchable targets. I love that scary Terry pick. I was hoping to get him here. However, I don't hate the guy that I have here. Uh, I was like really like flipping a coin, just like between Waller and Kittle, that I was between these two guys. So Mike made my decision easy for me. I think the Miami passing game is going to be very strong this year. And Jalen Waddle looked great last year when he played. Adding Tyree Kill is not going to hurt him. It's only going to benefit him. He should see more open looks. I think Jalen Waddle is going to have a huge year. And this was a team that I started with Derrick Henry, Josh Allen, and Kyle Pitts. So I have got to nail every skill position over the next five, six rounds, and you know, hopefully later as well. So Jalen Waddle is going to be the start there. He'll be my, my, my number one wide receiver that I'm taking, and I hope to see – you know, at least high-end number two production from him. I like it. I agree with you. I think Miami's going to have a fun offense, and him and Tyreek are going to be 
it's gonna it's gonna be shitty. You know, when one guy gets the two touchdowns and the next week the other guy gets the two touchdowns, that'll that'll kind of suck, you know. But they're they're gonna be a fun offense, I think for sure. Yeah, I can see a, it's a, definitely going to be one of those things where I could, they could switch off week by week. You'll have a big Waddle week one week, a big Tyreek week one week. Um, but both capable of winning you the week. And that offense should definitely improve. So, like that You're, pick, and then I'm going to go. So the, it's my pick, and this team I did Eckler, Evans, Barkley. So I had one wide receiver. Um, when I'm looking at the one turn coming back around on who's left on the board, um, kind of weighed the options there. And I'm, I'm actually going to take, because jo- as we know, Saquon Barkley could be a little risky at times with the injury risks. Austin Eckler is also 26 years old. Also, um, I think I can get similar wide receivers coming back around the other way. So I'm going to take Josh Jacobs. As of now, he could flex, uh, but he's there if I need him in case of I got to kind of throw him in as an RB2. At this point, when you're taking these guys, you're if you can get a running back that's going to get 250 touches over the course of the season, maybe score you 9 to 10 touchdowns. Uh, they're not a world breaker, but they're going to give you points and a stable floor. So I'm going to take Josh Jacobs. Didn't he finish top 10 last year too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's one of those things where, again, so the final, where they where they always end up at the final end for to me is, is because who played 15 to 17 games. So I, I try to look at fantasy points per game for running backs, and he was 14th in that. But still, that's still pretty good. So Yeah, that's good value there. Solid. All right, with my last pick in the fourth round, um, I had the squad of Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Lenny Fournette, um, and I went with Cortland Sutton. He's got Danger Russ Wilson in Denver. Um, I think he's due for a monster year right here. I mean, he's going to year five, prime of his life, 26 years old. I think he is going to be an absolute monster. He only had 98 targets last year, but it's, you can't compare last year to this year. He's got Russ Wilson. I think he is – him and Jerry Judy, uh, Russ has been known to carry two wide receivers, so I think uh, Cortland Sutton is going to be a monster. I think he absolutely is going to be a top 12 wide receiver, and I'm getting him here in the last week of the fourth round. Super stoked about that. Nice, too. Sutton likes the – Sutton's going to – he's the outside guy. He's going to be on the outside, and the one thing that we know about Russ is he's going to chuck it. Let Russ cook, Denver. Let him cook. And you, I don't, think, you don't go all in with them and not let them cook, right? Yep. Oh, you can't. If you if you try to run the ball 40, 50 times a game after you trade for Russ, you should just be fired. But, yeah, let's let Russ cook. And I believe Sutton will be the the one in Denver, Judy the two. Uh, I'm all in on Sutton this year. Nice. Feel good about that. Don't get me wrong. Judy, he's going to get drafted soon in this anyways. And I like both. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one, though, it's going to be Sutton. But I'll I'll take either one. I think I think Judy at this point, though. I think Sutton has the upside of our the wide receiver one weeks, um, possibly top twelve overall. Where I think Judy's more of the wide receiver two flex and running the slot a little bit more. So that's so I love Sutton, but cool. I love. 
Well, gentlemen, this was fun. We just waxed rounds three and four. We got to hear all about Streets and his draft for the Scott Fishbowl number 12. And uh, got to see his love affair with Paolo Bancaro. So that was it, guys. Do you got anything else before we get out of here today? I'm good, buddy. I can't. Five and six will be fun. We're getting cooked. We're six, like 60 days away from football. That's Let's it. Oh, like it's people are going to start. Now, this is where everybody's going to start coming on to do their research. Is it draft orders are going to start getting set? Oh, yeah. Leagues are starting. We are. Well, you'll be able to find rankings, podcasts. Is that what happens at the barbecue, Mike? Streets, I was just going to say, I'm going to be with four members of the league. I might be able to get a draft or going for the big league today. Yeah, there we go. Oh, baby, let's go. (laughs) I mean, we're close. I mean, usually it's right around now anyway, so. Let's go. Good call. All right, boys, you have a good one. See ya.